Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, on this wonderful Friday afternoon, evening, it all depends on, I suppose, where you are on the planet, planet Earth. Welcome back to the show. We have, I have with me, we have you, the audience, me, the speaker. We have quite possibly the well i won't say quite possibly i will say hands down the guest that we have today is the biggest name in flat earth um, and when i say biggest name i mean the the one individual that got out the one individual that's been able to broadcast the one individual that doesn't bust balls that doesn't get involved with other bullshit the one individual that clearly isn't a shill the one individual that isn't pining for the next Netflix caption, practicality, whatever it is. This individual that we have today is the one individual also where I heard my very first proper pitch towards why Flat Earth. The one that within 40 minutes of me watching this video that had been shared to me with a, from a friend, it made sense. He had the ability to speak. He had the ability to enunciate. He had the ability to beautifully edit a video, which did not look choppy, which looked completely professionally done, which had a very calm underlying hook between all of it. I'm speaking today, of course, of ODD TV. This is Mr. Matt Procella with us. I think I pronounced that correctly. Matt, welcome to the show. First and foremost, hopefully I got your last name correct because I'd feel like a complete ass if I didn't. But I am more than honored to have you on the show, and I really, really can't wait to, to deep dive all of this, everything that's going on in the world today. Awesome, brother. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, you did say my last name correctly. Um, I'm Italian, and uh, Procella is definitely the way to say it, even though sometimes I find myself saying Procella just because... You know, growing up, going to school, getting made fun of. So sometimes I just try to like, I guess, simplify and Americanize my name a little more. So, but yes, Matt Procella, ODDTV. Absolutely beautiful. ODDTV, finally on the show. And what you people that are listening, oh, did you hear that to my Don Cherry fans? I said you people. You guys listening to this know, you, what you don't know is that I've been busting Matt's balls um, for months now. Just... I'm just nitpicking him on his feed. Just get on the show, buddy. We need you on the show. We need you on the show. People need to hear your message. You did, again, I'm going to go back. I'm going to toot your own horn for a hot minute here. Your horn. Uh, that sounded weird. But, <laughs> but uh, you put together one of the most incredible videos. And topic aside, your ability to edit together a video uh, is, 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 is borderline, borderline next level. Like you, you wouldn't know it wasn't produced a studio production, the way you put that together, the way you, the way you properly 
addressed a question, the way you, you fed off yourself in the audio editing. How long have you been doing video editing? How long have you been that creative and that good at, at, at just editing the videos? I started editing videos in late 2014, but I come from a music background. I've been making hip hop and rap music since 1999. So I work with the audio and I always try to perfect it the best I can with the, with the equipment that I have. Um, when it came time to start making videos, it was, a, it was a pretty quick process for me to learn. At first, I would just jump on and record the whole thing live and I would try to like go through slides as I was speaking and then I quickly learned that that's not the way to do it so I I found out that I could do my voiceover and then from there you could just put your voiceover track in the editing software and then you can put pictures and videos as you go along and you know take as much time as you need to get the right visuals to make the video uh, get the point across a lot better. So after my first two videos of doing them live and just doing slides, I figured that out and I started doing uh, what I just said and just uh, putting pictures and videos over the audio as I went, taking my time. I would spend three weeks to a month and a half on one single video that would come out to be 20 minutes long. And I just didn't care. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of OCD in the way to where I want things to be perfect. And I've always been a hardcore movie buff. So when it came to me making videos, I just, I, I put everything that I know when it comes to movies and films to try to make it as nice as possible. And I spend a lot of time writing the script. So, you know, when it comes time to, to lay the visuals onto the audio, the audio has already been perfected. And then, you know, spending as much time as you need to do the visuals really just, that's all it is. So I always treated my channel and, and my work like I was a real life producer of a film or something. So I approached it like, I want this to be high quality. I spent a lot of time watching conspiracy videos on my way to get to where I was, to the point where I wanted to make videos. So I spent a lot of time watching other people's work and you know, the quality just wasn't there. So I was like, okay, I want my friends. I want my family. I want people that would never take this stuff seriously based on if I was to share these videos that I've seen, they certainly wouldn't take, take it seriously. The audio is off. The, they're not really showing pictures. They're screaming like a lunatic. So yeah. I was like, I want people to really, you know, embrace this and I want to present the message in a very high quality way. So people like even if they're zombies, they, they can tune in and, and stay there and listen to the message. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. We are a nation of zombies and your videos are directed to the zombies. Right now I can watch your videos and be very entertained. But back then I watched your videos wide eyed and, and, and you were speaking to essentially a zombie at the time because what the fun thing that I've found with, with the flat earth theory. And I mean, I've gone through, you know, the waking up, you know, the, is it flat? Is it globe? Is it, is it concave, man? There are so many possibilities out there right now, but when you come out of the mentality that we're in, you know, globe earth, it's really impossible to break the, the, the constant programming because you have to think to yourself, why would they lie, 
right? So now, and, and, and from my, my perspective and my standpoint on this, when I sit back and I look at this stuff and I see, you know, or I'm having conversations with people that are not mentally where I am or haven't fought their way through this, but I'm having conversations with globe earthers, um, you know, be, you, you're familiar with the term, obviously, ad hominem, where they attack the individual. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> not the points. And I laugh at that because that is taught. Ad hominem is taught. Um, and, and that's one of those things where my, I think my biggest, my biggest, um, my biggest point on that is, you know, anyone that's going to sit there and attack somebody who's going to say the earth is flat, um, has to, has to firmly think and believe in themselves. Cause I'm not an idiot. My, my friends that know me should assume that I'm not an idiot. Sure. Maybe I'm a shit disturber, but I'm certainly not an idiot. Um, I thought the earth was flat or sorry. I thought the earth was a ball. I thought the way you think, not you, but you know, the, the, the ball earther, I thought this way. We all thought this way at one point, you know, and, and you, in your videos, you, you did the same thing. You came to the realization, um, by trying to debunk it. So your first few videos, I'd have to assume were uh, in, a, in an attempt to be like, all right, what the hell's going on with this flat earth? Here's let's do this, this, and this. I'm interested to know what your journey was because like I said, you spoke so well to the zombies. What was your journey? When did you finally say, fuck, what is this? Okay. So it went down like this. It was, it must've been the very beginning of 2015 and I was just getting into making videos for my channel and I was trying to just come out with a lot of the basics that are the 101s for conspiracy, you know, chemtrails, MK Ultra, um, just basic stuff like that. And I was just going to keep it like that for the most part, but I was going to spend a lot of time comparing these things to movies, which was, you know, one of my main things when I started my channel, I'm like, I'm going to talk about conspiracies and I'm going to mention movies a lot and kind of compare the two. I say on my channel, the tagline is where sci-fi and fantasy merge with reality because a lot of the times in movies, you'll see a lot of truths that will be, you know, disguised as fiction. But the fact is, is they're putting truth in plain sight. Now we could talk about that later, but <laughs> Transformers. So, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time, <laughs> um, just watching a lot of other people and trying to come up with more ideas for videos that I could make. And I suddenly started getting recommended videos called flat earth clues by Mark Sargent. Now I watched the whole series and I walked away from that series, scratching my head going, okay, this guy, he just blew my mind, but he didn't give me any proof whatsoever for the flat earth. So I didn't take it seriously. And I kind of brushed it off for about a month when since I had clicked on his videos, you know, back then they were still recommending things that were the algorithm still worked. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so all of a sudden Eric, I started hearing the name Eric Dubay, seeing his name on my feed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check this guy's interview out. It's, it's called an interview with a real flat earther. And it was an Eric Dubay video. I listened to the interview and I was like, okay, I started taking it a little more seriously. And then I saw, another interview called Masonic Matrix Manipulators. And that interview is what did it for me and got me really 
searching deep for what's going on with the flat earth. I started talking to my girlfriend like, hey, babe, I, I think the earth might be flat. She's laughing at me thinking <laughs> I'm crazy. And I just kept looking and it took me from February. Okay, I'll just say from the beginning of the year until October. Um, October is when I released my first video called True World. But during that time, the, the 10 month, those 10 solid months of me researching was, I was like, okay, there's tons of proof for the flat earth, but what's up with the sun? The sun rises and sets. That was like my biggest setback. I, I just couldn't figure it out. And then I finally, you know, started looking around and I was finding more flat earthers. And there was this one flat earther named P brain. He was like dedicated to how the sun works. And I watched his videos and I was like, okay, now I'm a believer. He, he taught me about perspective and how, you know, when we're first coming into this, we're heliocentrists. We think the sun's huge. We think it's super far away. But w once you find yeah. out that it's smaller and it's closer and you realize that perspective can work, it could come up and down just due to perspective alone, you know, and it could go behind false horizons such as mountains, trees, cities, whatever, maybe sticking up high enough for the sun to, to go past and then just be gone because it's small and close. Once I figured that out, I was like, okay, I'm settled. The earth is flat. I'm going to work on a video. So I worked on my video for a few weeks called True World. And I, uh, you should have seen me. I was sitting there for about six hours with my hand on the mouse, trying to get the courage to click publish on the video. <laughs> I had it uploaded and ready to go. You know, the tags, the description, title, thumbnail. And I was like, okay, I just, if I click publish, there's no going back. This is it. Yeah. So I clicked publish and I was going, I was working a job at the time and I was getting ready to go out of town up in the mountains here in Colorado. And I wasn't going to have any access to the internet or anything for a few days. So I was, I had to click publish and then get out of Dodge and I wasn't going to see the results or how people were, were reacting to this for a few days. So I was super nervous and I did it. I left town, I came back and this video blew up and it was nothing but love. I was like, I was just floored. So that's basically how my journey began. You're at right now. Um, and to the audience listening, if you're not familiar with any of this stuff, there, there will be links. So don't frantically try to be writing this stuff down. So I'm going to be putting certain links into the description of the video or, or of this episode. So you're going to get that, but I have opened right now your, uh, your, uh, the ODD Flat Earth Trilogy. You uploaded this one on September 21st, and it has not been shadow banned yet. Okay, uh, so my channel has been terminated once. I had all my Flat Earth videos up and a bunch of other videos, and it got terminated. So one day in 2016, I had to re-upload everything, and I pretty much did it all in one day. So a lot of the stuff you're going to see is is uploaded later but it was made earlier yeah and and yeah well you definitely uh this one uh, specifically i remember from the other one i remember when you were you were one of the first people too that took advantage of the uh streaming youtube streaming and you ran your shit 24 7 yeah and uh i thought that was fantastic because you could just turn it on at any point it was you and south park that were just running 24 7 and uh, i thought that was great but right now this thing is re-upped because yeah i don't well, i can't even tell what channel i'm on here um I don't even know. I don't know what you, I don't know what your channel's called. This one just popped just popped up, but it used to be ODD TV. Now I think it's ODD Reality. Odd Reality, correct? Yeah. So you're at uh, six hundred and fifty thousand views on just this one video alone. Um, and 
get this, ladies and gentlemen, he's got 947 down thumbs on a video that's 650,000 people have watched this. So, and most of those thumb, those thumbs are bots. What I love about this shit is there there are there are actual people out on Facebook and out on on the social medias that are like debunking or not debunking but um, supporting 9/11, like like going at people that are like, you know, uh, oh you think you think 9/11's fake? Oh you think 9/11's fake? Right? Well, what about this and what about that? And like they're just they're just high fiving each other. Like these bots are just like denouncing anyone that's thinking for themselves, but they're actively outdoing it, and it's happening all across, you know? So what you're not seeing a lot of is, is people are, again, people are waking up more and more to it, but your, your, uh, your videos again, and like you said, it was all love. And that shocks me for sure. That shocks me. But as you scroll through this, I mean, what are we looking at here? Um, I don't know what's real. I'd like to see for myself. Uh, they still think they're living in a spinning ball in a vacuum, 43 years of my life <laughs> living in a lie. Like it's just positive, positive, positive. Um, it's unheard of. It's unheard of in this realm that you specifically have, have this kind of love, you know, uh, it's phenomenal. So, so what happened? I need to know what happened after that. You come back from your camping trip. You're the next big thing in, in, in waking up a society that's firmly asleep. And where, what did you do? Where did you go from there? What did you do with that? I came home, I read the comments and I just realized what, a discovery this was and I it changed my life forever from that point on I started to believe in a creator and I started to take it seriously that I need to treat myself better and do better things for my family and treat people better and just you know I, I quit smoking I stopped doing drugs I stopped drinking I just wanted to just make you know the best self that I, I could make and so I immediately started planning a, a part two I was I'm into like making sequels and trilogies and stuff because I'm a movie freak. See, I don't know if a lot of people understand that, but that's the reason why I go in on part two or a trilogy or an anthology or whatever it may be. So I was trying to come up with more clever names and I settled on learning curve and I made learning curve. That was the follow-up to true world. And I did it in a similar style where I take clips from scientists and other flat earth YouTubers and I mix them together in a way to where people are just like, what? And I, I love to make my own background music since I've been making music for 20 years. I, I just, I have a lot of fun making the background music. So I'll sit for a couple hours making a soundtrack for each video. So um, tr uh, True World came out in October. Learning Curve came out, mm, I think by December. And then January, February of 2016, I created another very popular flat earth video called epic deception i don't spend too much time talking in that but at the very beginning i talk about you know just most things that have to do with scientism which is gravity evolution heliocentrism and and things like that outer space and then i let it go into a smooth transition to all these other youtubers and i chop them up i take videos from all sorts of different people and they talk a, a, a lot about the same things so what I would do is just take notes of where this person talks about gravity and then this guy talks about gravity and this guy. So, and then I take turns letting all these different people talk about the same subject. And then it just keeps going through all these other subjects until water's always level. 
the sun, how the sun and the moon work. And then it just keeps going and going. So I ran that video for about an hour and it was, it was just really fantastic how many people were already doing uh, flat earth content at that point. And some people were even doing very powerful presentations in front of live audiences. And I was taking those and mixing them in. And it was just absolutely insane by the time I was done with that third one. And I called that the trilogy. So true world, learning curve, epic deception. I continued making a lot of flat earth videos after that, but those first three, they're like my babies. They're how I came to and realized all this stuff. And they've been very beneficial in waking a lot of people up to the flat earth. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's actually the trilogy is the one that I've got up right now. Um, and, and this will be linked a hundred percent. But it says right there, Flat Earth Trilogy, True World Learning Curve, and Epic Deception, all in one video. So you've put that together. So all of those videos each had their own views. And then this two-hour and eight-minute video has, this is the one that I'm talking about with all the views uh, as well. And it's, and why we're talking about the views is, again, numbers don't mean anything um, other than a, a reflection of, you know, the hard work that went into what you were doing. Sure. And, and the eyeballs that have seen you and the, and the waking up that's been going on. Uh, it's, it's such an incredible thing to be out here. And like you hit, you hit, you know, two things because when, when this woke me up, um, there, my life gradually became certain things. You're right. I had to go from partial believer, maybe humming and hawing about a God or this or that to there has to be something. I don't know what it is, but something has to be something. Right. And then, I mean, for me, my personal journey has gone on such a massive tangent from there because the whole if this, then that theory and, and scenario, one of the pictures that you know, we'll see floating around and people just throw in our face because they love to is the, the picture of the flat earth in, in with the other ones. You know, this, there's this, the sun, there's Mercury and then the planets, then there's the flat earth, and then there's the other planets. Yeah, um, mixed into the heliocentric model, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, and they throw that at you and they're like, ha, oh, see, this is so stupid, right? And it's... I, I used to take offense in the beginning. I'm like, you know, I, I can't, I can't be bothered with that because, you know, flat earth obviously was, was, it was, it's the biggest lie that has ever been told. I think everything leads back in all the conspiracies. They kind of all led back to God. And then the flat earth is like, mother, I can't believe it. Like when you, when you actually, I remember, I remember when I fully accepted the flat earth, like the next few days of my life were just so weird. Like it was like, it was like, what is really happening? And even the next few months and, and, and uh, years, even you, you, you slowly accept the fact that you want to talk about it. You slowly, you know, broach it in conversation and talk about it to the point now where, you know, I, the business that I run, I run a successful business online. I, I have peers, you know, people look up to me for certain answers on how to get things done in business. I have clients, I have clients that are listening to this right now. They're like, you know, these guys, I used to be like, I'm going to lose clients if they think I'm a flat earther. I'm going to, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. And, and it's funny now, as I sit here chatting with you, like I'm not a flat earther. I, what, what I have found is that I have way more questions than I ever did before. Um, I mean, to the point where on, once you go through flat earth, right? There's the flat earth model that they've just, that, that, they, that they've laid out for us. It has, 
it has its holes, you know, um, mm -hmm. on top of that, there's the concave earth, which I couldn't ever, I couldn't ever fully see it. I still can't see it, but there are people that believe in it so wholeheartedly that I study them. I, I, I look at their passion. I'm like, I'm trying to see what you're seeing. Like those magic eyes, the paintings back in the day, like once you saw it, you were good. But sometimes it took forever to actually see those things. And half the people don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Um, it's that, it's that sort of thing that, you know, the questions, just the questions that have come from it. Um, I don't know. Where do you stand right now on, on your belief system? Do you believe that the UN flag is, is the, is the, is the map? Do you have a belief in a map now? Or do you just understand that we got some more figuring to do? Where do you stand on it now? I think there's a lot more stuff to figure out. I get, I catch hell for, I, people say I push a map, but I think showing the AE representation of the, you know, of the flat earth is a good way to visualize it and to help it make sense. And I have researched it a lot and there's things that don't seem to add up. And then there's things that do add up. There's guys making videos about emergency airplanes landing and, and because they landed in an emergency state, they, it, it shows that it, it proved their flight path. So, and when you look at it, it shows the flight yeah. path going in straight lines when you're looking at it on a Gleason's map, an azimuthal equidistant map. Mm -hmm. So it's a straight line every time like from wherever they are heading from and where they're going to wherever they made their emergency stop in the middle somewhere, you draw the line, it's straight. You put it on a globe, it's zigzagging. It's, it's going up and down and back and forth and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, there seems to be some issues with, uh, with some of the outer continents and countries and stuff. Like when you're going from Chile to Australia you know, I'm not too sure. I'm not, I just have to say, I don't know. And yes, we do need to figure some things out, <laughs> yeah. but there, there, there's some things that make sense on that map. And, yeah. you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the UN was just putting it out in plain sight. Uh, you know, hundred percent. Uh, I mean, they're using it on their flag. I, I do believe that there's, there's some truth to it, but I also believe that these, these fuckers love to deceive the decept de deceive the deceptors. Um, you know, one of the, one of the truest things is if you look at, uh, if you look at the, um, the map with, uh, I guess if you look at it sort of in uh, heat, heat wise, so that, so that you can sort of line up the temperatures so that they're in and within roughly the same temperature of each other. The thermal thing. Yeah. Ther thermal. Yeah. Okay. So you could do it a thermal way, but they're all there. You, there's also a way that you can figure out what actual temperature it is uh, in what city. Yeah, and the time zones and you tie in the time zones. And this is something that people haven't really looked into, but it's, uh, it is high noon in both Australia and Northern Russia at the same time, high noon based on the time zones. Uh -huh. So when you, if you take a look at the map, you can take You can pull it up right now on your computer. If you pull up, just punch in time zones on Google um, to anyone listening to this right now, I'll, I'll let you go ahead. All you listeners, feel free to pull up time zones on your Google, a time zone map you'll see that it makes perfect sense in North America, but it does not make sense in Europe. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody who was good at a puzzle could put together the temperature and the time zones, and they could really get an idea of maybe more what 
the actual terra firma looks like uh, as opposed to sort of how we how it's been delivered uh, but i mean time zones don't lie this is the time this is the time but once you get into europe it's all over the place so that's 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 one that you know i have a few questions of but again i mean the high noon thing like how do you have high noon in russia and in australia on a globe absolutely doesn't work um and on uh on the flat earth is a, a bit off i guess i'd have to understand the math the geometry of how high the the sun really is uh from us i don't know and yeah. then you have to think about too i mean taking into consideration now if we get off the flat earth topic right now and we talk about things like the giants or, or giant trees petrified woods petrified mushrooms um the fact that everything was bigger at one point i had i don't know if uh, um if you uh follow him stand up 911 on instagram he uh he i had him on the show not too long ago and he was talking about petrified mushrooms he was talking about how the dome which we're under uh, was bigger before. So we're, we're compressed more. Uh, he was going into Operation Fishbowl where they were trying to crack a dome or what have you. Um, and then, of course, in the Bible, they talk about the waters above um, and the waters below. So, I mean, if you take a glass, a, a pint glass, and you flip it up and you stick it, you stick it in a, like a bathtub of water, you're able to capture air, obviously, in the cup. You don't, it doesn't fill with water. It just stays. Just the air stays in there. That's essentially the theory of kind of how our dome works and um, the waters above the waters below the height, the height, the, the, the space that we have here versus back then. I mean, it's, it's an interesting topic. If we're, you know, when, when we're staying on, on earth, when we're staying on the topic of earth, how much space do we have up top down below? I mean, have, have, has your work taken you into dome work or anything like that or any sort of pressure systems? A little bit. I mean, I, I try to get a general idea of everything, but, you know, I always admit to everybody that I'm not the, the smartest when it comes to that kind of academic work. I, mm -hmm. can, I can understand very, on a very commonsensical type of level, you know, I'm sensible. Um, I can relay information very well. But when it comes to like, yeah, like the academia of it, I'm just, I'm just not that, <laughs> I'm not that clever. So <laughs> I, I can study what other people are saying and, and see where it takes me and if I can make sense of it. But yeah, I'm not truly cut out to be that kind of a, a scientist. You know what I mean? But yeah, well, there are guys out there. I mean, there are guys that are going to do the research. Certainly if we're going to, if we're, gonna, if we're handing out jobs, your job is to connect with the people. Absolutely. Your job is the voice of the people, 100%. Um, on a topic that you would know a lot about, let's jump over to movies. Um, are you able to still watch movies today with the same vigor that you watched them before? Or do you see, like I, I used to love horror movies because they used to follow a pattern and a system. Um, and, and I watched for the style. But now I can't really watch them. I don't, I don't enjoy movies. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. And I don't have a hundred percent reason as to why, but I do watch them now for different reasons. And I see different things. What's your take on that? 
So the funny thing with me is, you know, I'm a little bit opposite on that. Like I, I've always had a love for movies and I, I kind of, I was like, man, maybe one day I can make movies or maybe one day I can own a, a video store. Like I was that into, I just wanted to be around movies, talk about them with other people and stuff like that. So after I woke up and I feel like truly started waking up after flat earth hit me and all that stuff. I mean, I just got, I got more into movies than ever before seeing, knowing that they put this propaganda in there. They put a lot of truth in the movies that when you will try to bring it up to somebody, they'll say, Oh, that's just in a movie, bro. And that's exactly the reason why they do these kinds of things. Uh, horror movies have always been my favorite that's my favorite genre. And that's why I named my albums Never Sleep Again. That's a line from the Freddy Krueger movies, you know, mm -hmm. 9, 10, Never Sleep Again. So I was, when I made my albums, Never Sleep Again, part one and part two, I was kind of uh, trying to show people that, you know, these are, these are the two worlds. I'm merging my two worlds. This is where I come from. I'm a, I'm a horror movie freak. Um, one thing I can't do anymore, which is what I used to do is like, I loved Marilyn Manson. I loved goth rock music and crazy nine inch nails and stuff like that. I, I can't do that anymore. I can't listen to that stuff. It's, it's just pure trash in my opinion now, but I loved that kind of stuff. And when it came to movies, horror movies was my thing. <laughs> and so, you know, I was always more on the dark side of that stuff. And I always liked the dark sinister stuff, but now, you know, I just watch it to try to find out what they're trying to tell us, what they're trying to instill in the minds of people propaganda-wise, what they're trying to trick people into thinking or believing. And outer space movies, they, you know, a lot of flat earthers say, I can't watch that anymore. It's, to me, that's like just more fantastical now because it's a total impossibilities. So now you're watching movies like Star Wars and it's just pure 100% fantasy when people out there that are still under the spell they're watching these these sci-fi movies about outer space thinking that one day this is going to be a possibility or something like that but it's just not so it's just it's, to me I find it amusing I still watch anything and everything and I always have a notepad when I do that's amazing I should start writing notes um you know I, I laugh at that sort of stuff too I, I laugh at the um when I, when I was younger, even before any of this, I, I used to say, I used to say like, why are all the aliens the same size? And I, I was a huge fan. I was a huge Star Trek The Next Generation fan, big time. And I used to say like, the ships are in space, right? And these, these things, they come, they fly in, and they always meet nose to nose. Like there's, a, like there's this, there's this, mis, this, this acceptable fact that there is an up and down in space and that everything runs by the same year and that roughly everyone out there in space is about the same size. Good call. I never thought about that. <laughs> and people would always say, well, of course they're the same size. It's a TV show. They're only just human actors. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's never even some off screen alien. That's like, Oh, you know, the size. Cause we've all seen, I remember cause I was a huge, huge, I used to love planet earth. I used to love David Attenborough. I used to love all of this stuff and, and, and the science. Remember that video where it was like, this is the moon, this is earth, this is mercury, this is the sun. And then the planets were getting bigger and bigger. Do you know that one I'm talking about? 
was it like a BBC style thing? It was like a, a gif almost. It was a, a, a just they were showing us how big like the red star, red Sirius, and then the blue dwarf star Sirius, how they're just bigger and bigger and bigger than Earth. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, it, I'm looking at that going, you know, I accept that at the time because obviously why wouldn't I accept it? It was just, it was in the ethos of everything that we learned. And I'm thinking, I always thought to myself, well, if those planets existed and there was life on those planets, those people, those, those, those inhabitants would be huge. They would be proportionate to the size of the planet. I'm thinking to myself, of course, um, which made me laugh because if these things are that big and earth is that small based on the red dwarf and the blue dwarf and the, this and the, that, um, our own arrogance dictates and this is before i realized that the alien invasion and all that sort of stuff was it's just a ploy it's a plot it's a fear structure but i'm thinking to myself why why would aliens want our planet just because it works for us doesn't mean it's going to work for them like why would anybody invade us you know why would they show up and right and i laugh because i mean that is human arrogance that dictates that we're going to get invaded by aliens now in our lifetime i think we're going to see an alien invasion and what I mean by that is like, see, like strongly proper, uh, uh, blue beam, Operation Bluebeam, that sort of thing, right? Right. Um, I think that they're going to pull that off. I think they're going to they're swing for the fences on that one. Uh, I don't know how real it's going to look, but I guarantee you they're going to be like, all right, this is Area 51. This is the shit that we've been hiding from you, blah, 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 blah. They're going to ease us into some bullshit story. And then they're going to use the, the, the chemtrails and the, and the mercury and the crap that they put in the sky to, uh, to reflect a thing. An alien ship. They're going to be able to, to project one out there. And then they're going to have the DEWs shoot lasers at us. <laughs> and then we're going to be under attack by aliens. Right. I, think, I think we're going to see that in our lifetime. Yeah, and get this. I mean, they, not only are they, they could project the, the holograms and the holographic stuff, but I mean, imagine where the money is going for NASA, the $52 million a day. They got to be working on black budget, real technology that they could actually present when they do play out this scenario here's now though there's an interesting topic on that as well because nasa is just it's just the uh the germans the nazis it's those guys and, and the stuff that they were working on there is rumor that these guys have technology that's hundreds of years more advanced than than anything that they've let us out you know so all the stuff that we have now is all stuff that they've practiced for years like the cell phones that have been available for so many years like for decades from like from like the 40s yeah. Um, and, and the tech that we're getting now is just old school tech stuff that they've always had. Now you're also familiar with the financial system. I'm sure you've seen zeitgeist, right? The way back in the day. Yeah. I saw that before I was awake and I was, I was finding myself agreeing with the, the federal yeah. reserve part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so the zeitgeist type movies are, are were great because they talk about, um, they talk about what the financial system is and now, you know, we're also familiar with the Rothschilds and the Bilderbergs and George Soros and his team and uh, all these financial elites. You know, we've got the queen sitting there talking to the zombies and talking to the, to the people that are asleep saying about world poverty. She's talking about starving children and in behind her is a solid gold piano. So, and people are like, yeah, yeah, side with the queen, right? So we live in a world where, 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 where everybody thinks money's a thing, but money is just slave tickets. Money is just slavery perfected. Everybody is now a financial slave. They've got, they've got credit cards instead of actual chains. So when we talk about NASA and we talk about these things, the money 
the this is just my opinion of it though i i'm i can't confirm nor deny any of this but i think the whole purpose of taxation and of money uh, and and how it all works is to take it from us it's not for them to have it it's so that we don't have it because if you don't have money you're going to work harder to get more money if you're busy working hard and being busy you're not paying attention to anything that they're doing if you if you take yourself up and you do a whole broad spectrum, like a huge bird's eye view of money, it's all going somewhere and it's all going in circles. If you look at the patterns, because you can say, what is it? 54 million or whatever the stat is to NASA, right? NASA is getting all this money from us, but that's just a thing. It's just going somewhere, right? Because that money then would obviously be, if it were real, like say NASA, say Cape Canaveral was NASA. So NASA's working on something, right? And say NASA hires somebody to build something. So NASA now has the money. Now the company that they've hired to build this thing has the money. Now the employees of that company have the money. Now the employees go out to the store and buy stuff for their families with that money. Now those stores have the money and the money works. It doesn't matter how much money NASA has. It still has to be spent on stuff. Right. So this whole hoarding of the money and of the dollars, it's not, it's all of it, in my opinion, is an absolute illusion. And it's an illusion designed to keep people in and within the system because we know that George Soros, we know that the Bilderbergs, we know that the Clintons are involved. We know that, sorry, I mean, if I get suicided, I apologize to all my longtime fans, millions of you. I apologize. I did not kill myself. I mentioned the Clintons, big faux pas. But it's, it's fake. These people created the money. They built the money. They made it. They, they invented the money. They don't need the money. This wealth system that we believe in is fake. That's hugely what I believe in that sense. I kind of went a bit off topic because I, I, I still want to get back to the movies. I do want to talk movies with you for sure. But that's kind of how I feel about the monetary system. Oh, that's cool, man. That's what's great about talking with people, you know, that are like-minded. I, I never really put much thought into it in that way. And it makes a lot of sense. They, I mean, what do they need it for? But, you know, I, my, my line of thinking has always been, they do utilize the money. They, it seems like they do need to spend it on say, uh, what's the, what's like the companies that they, the, that make a lot of the military weapons and, um, Bombardier de Havilland can't think of it right off top nor uh excuse me um there, there's a lot of companies that they do you know um bill gates uh, he's got a lot of the money but that's for vaccines that's for population control yeah i don't know why the, the companies slipped my mind but you know wep weapons manufacturers for for military and, and stuff like that yeah like Exactly. There's that company. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I'm picturing it now. Now that you've said it, like it's in my head. They've got this. They've got this. This Star of David type thing right in the middle of their goddamn logo. The name uh, of all, all, I made a video one time about how they all use the Chevron and Vector symbolism. Um, yeah. I'm gonna look up some of these. There's like Northrop Gunman or Grunman or something like that. Uh, there's Lockheed Martin. That's the one I'm trying to think of. Lockheed one, Martin. Yeah. They work closely with NASA. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Money is an illusion and I'm going to definitely dive into more of that because that, I find it interesting that 
they could have a, even me, like, I feel like I'm awake and I, they can have me believing that this money like matters to them when it actually doesn't. So well, I, they have to, they have to relate to you. They have to, they have to be like you and me, we're in this together. We all need money. You know, you, you and me, we're the same, but these motherfuckers printed the money. Yeah, they, exactly. And they're sucking it out of the pot, like us, our population of normal people trying to just grind every day thinking that's normal. Yeah. And if you want to put that into an actual physical, tangible, in your face fact, we've got, we've got, uh, 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 Shell BP talking about, uh, our carbon footprint. This is the company that dumped gallons, hundreds of thousands of gallons of crude oil directly into the ocean, talking about our carbon footprint, right? As right. if we, as if we don't remember, as if we, as if, you know, as if we're, we're all in it together, you know, uh, we're not, we're not all in it together. And it's these, it's these mild, it's these mini illusions that they invent that keep a broken mind in, in a cycle. So it's like the invention of jail, for example, right? If, because you're aware that a jail exists, you don't think that you're in jail in your country, but if you don't have a passport, good luck leaving. Right. right. And people are like, people are like, well, whatever, I can go anywhere I want in this country and the country's huge. So that's big enough. Right. And then you're like, okay, well, Sure. You know, you can think that way. But if you, if I want to go somewhere, I'm in Canada right now. If I wanted to come see you, if I just wanted to walk down to see you, I couldn't, I would be stopped. I would be physically stopped because of some imaginary line. That's not freedom. Now go even bigger than that. You know, if you've got a passport, you can go certain places, but they know exactly where you are because you've been punched in and punched out and you've got to come back. If you want to hold on to any sort of benefits, you got to come back. Mm-hmm. You got to come back because you're a taxable commodity, right? You're, you, you represent what they can do. You're, you're a predictive, you're a predictor. So you have to stay where you are or declare that you're leaving so that they don't waste anything on you. So that the numbers line up, you're, you're a system. Now, on top of that, the globe is another aspect of this, right? Because say, it, say we know that prisons exist. So we don't look at the fact that our country is a prison. And even if we didn't look at the fact that our country is a prison, even if you could go anywhere you want, even if you could go anywhere you wanted on the world, the fact that the world is a globe, a ball flying through space, infinite space, rotating on an axis, blah, 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 blah. There's nowhere to go. Even if you could go anywhere you wanted to go, there's nowhere to go. It's a prison yeah. without walls. Yeah, you're so, limited. Yeah. And it's all these, it's all these minute things. It is. It's all these minute things that distract us from the bigger things. It's like this one too. So if we picture ourselves as kids, right? Um, we hated commercials. You and me were sitting there, we're watching our cartoons, right? Watching the Ninja Turtles and oh God, every, you know, it's a 20, it's a half hour show that they break up with commercials. And now there's dish detergent on and we're pissed because we want to watch the Ninja Turtles. But we, we have to sit through the dish detergent and the, and the, honeycomb cereal that used to rip our mouths the roof of our mouths apart because they were too big for our tiny mouths dumb cereal for kids great for grown-ups um but the reality was we're sitting there we're hating the commercials and we're super stoked to get back to our show and what's all around us the toys the ninja turtle toys are all around us so we've denounced the small commercial and we hate it and we fully embrace the big commercial which is the tv show and that's something that people don't grab onto. You're, it's all advertising. 
you turn the TV on, you're being sold something. And it's the same for the movies. And I've tied this back into the movies. It's the same for the movies. Yeah. All of that shit, all of this stuff, people are like, you know, you stop watching the news. You don't watch the news anymore because you're like, I can't fucking watch this shit. It's just too much. And it's all scripted. The news is nothing more than another television show. The news is the WWF. That's all it is. It's WWE straight up. That's the news. Just as scripted as anything else. And then you think to yourself, I'm not going to watch that. But then you throw on some show, fuck who knows, the, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And people think that this is imitating life, that this is real life. What people don't realize is everything they see on television is shown to them. Television isn't imitating you. It's not something that is emulating you. It's telling you how to think. It's making people fucking ridiculous. But they don't think that because like, I don't watch those propaganda shows. I watch Full House, right? But every single one of those shows has a message. And every single person is programmed. But they don't see it because of the small things that... It's just the stages, the stages of manipulation. Just layers and layers and layers. Man, good call. Yeah, Blowing my mind, bro. <laughs> well, it's, 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 both minds are blown. I'm honored to be speaking with you, that's for sure. Awesome. Um, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy to think about how, how we got out of that, the, that being the, the, the globe, how we got out of that mindset. Right. I look at the globe now. I look at any pictures of the globe and all I see is cartoon where before it just looked so real and things like things like small things like he, he called the moon. He called the moon and nobody questioned it. He's on a fucking landline talking to the moon. The president is talking to the moon. <laughs> right. And everyone's like, sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, it is funny to think about. <laughs> Just straight up landline talking to Neil Armstrong on the surface of the moon 237,000 miles away. <laughs> Insanity. Nobody ever questioned it. Nobody, and I'm laughing my ass off still because they, they've showed the pictures, right? We've all seen the pictures of, of the fucking the, the wrought iron uh, moon lander. And I don't know where the actual Moonlander is, but for years it was like in the museum. You could go look at the thing. People were going to look at this thing that was on the moon. And they're like, wow, look at that. It's fucking paper, paper mache, fucking curtains, curtain rods. And what makes me laugh so much about this stuff is, 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 the, is they're laughing at us. They're mocking us, right? So the moon is so tiny, quote unquote, so tiny. And the earth is so big. So when you see all these pictures, like here's a picture of the moon, right? It's, yeah. it's in front of the earth. It's, here's a picture. We got this picture. Who took the fucking picture? I don't know. Again, speaking of pictures, nobody questioned who took the fucking picture of Neil Armstrong stepping into the machine. Nobody for decades questioned who took the picture of Neil Armstrong stepping out of the curtain rod contraption. Yeah, the actual first man on the moon to take the picture of the first man on the moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody questioned it. But also, the moon always faces the, the earth. It's always, it's always in the same face. So as, as the planets go, they've got this earth way off in the distance. The fact is it would be massive and it would be directly, you'd have to crane your neck 
to get to it. Because these guys didn't go to the dark side of the moon. They didn't go to the left or the right side of the moon. They went to the moon. And you and I both know that the moon is self-luminescent. It's not reflective off uh, the sun, as they've said. Right. I laugh my ass off, right? The moon, the moon, to anyone that's listening to this that doesn't believe this, that, that, that is like, they're listening to this right now, and you're one of my motivational clients, you're going to this, you're going, I think I've got the wrong fucking show on. What's going on here? But the moon will light your way home. It will light your path home. There's been numerous times in your life where the moon has been so bright, you can see, it's like, oh, wow, it almost feels like daytime out here. And <laughs> when they were on the moon, it was, it was just dull rock. It wasn't ultra bright rock. You know? Yeah, dull gray dust, yeah. <laughs> they should have been glowing and lit up and not being able to see anything. <laughs> so many holes, right? But if you, if, if you bring this up, people are like, whatever, man. And the best, too, is the, is, the, is the tech. We don't have the technology. There's the guy. Remember that video of the guy? We, yeah, we, Don Pettit, yeah. We don't have the technology anymore. We lost it. <laughs> Just like they lost the tapes of the telemetry data and everything else. And just like you're talking about who filmed this stuff. Remember they showed the, the lander leaving the moon and the camera panned up perfectly as the, as it was leaving. Like somebody was behind the camera, like, you're just going to leave me behind so I could film. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I hope, I hope you come back. No. Right? All right, then. I guess this is my life now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stay here, but at least I got the shot. And I'll throw the tape. In the- <laughs> I'll make sure you get the tape somehow, too. <laughs> right. Insanity. Yeah, it is, it is really funny. It is really funny. And people, and, and, but then, then comes in cognitive dissonance, right? Cognitive dissonance says you can't do it. Cognitive dissonance. The best thing about cognitive dissonance, I don't even know. I was talking about this earlier today. I don't even know whose thing I was chirping on. But people denounce cognitive dissonance. And that to me is the most perfect mental loop to denounce cognitive dissonance, to disagree with cognitive dissonance is so poetically beautiful. It, uh, oh, anyway. That's funny. I think I posted a picture and you commented on it. That's what that was. Is that you? Yeah, I remember seeing your comment earlier. (laughs) To not believe in the idea of not believing in something. (laughs) Right. That's hilarious. People are so lost. Yeah. No, it's good. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, cognitive dissonance is definitely, we all have had it, you know? Oh, yeah. When I first found out all this stuff with, you know, the moon landing and the earth being not what we were taught in school. It's just like, no way that, you know, we all start off like every, you think everybody and, and so many people have to be in on the lie that it just wouldn't work. You know, Bill Clinton couldn't even keep getting head in the white house a secret. So how would these, you know, how would everybody on earth lie to us about the shape of the earth? There'd be so many people in on it. But again, like they, all they have to do is even the NASA employees are probably, uh, deceived they're sitting there working thinking they're actually working on these things and and doing stuff that has to do with outer space when in fact they're you know they might be getting paid but the only the top level people need to know about this stuff you can ask anyone you can you can go up to any nasa employee and ask them what do you do so like i work on the door hatch to the machine that's this machine that goes on that thing yeah they all have one little piece of thing that they do yeah busy work and and it's true, but I you know speaking of uh, again speaking of movies, uh, it was said in the Truman Show, convince enough people in the beginning, and they'll just keep doing it. 
Yeah. Right. So picture the Truman show, the way it was. And, and he had said, you know, there's generations of people in there. There, there are actors in there. There are people in there that were, uh, he goes, imagine it was bigger, right? You tell a few people to lie at the beginning. And then those people perpetuate the lie. Like we heard that the earth was a globe from our teachers and from our parents because they heard it from somebody because they heard it from somebody. Yep. So it's, they weren't lying to us, you know? Right. They and, then, it. and then there's stories that go along. Like there's stories, again, the microcosm lies, the micro lies like Santa Claus. Oh, we lied about Santa Claus, but the earth is real. Right. So it's like, you can't, when, like when, when we learned that Santa Claus wasn't real, it was this. It was the same thing for me. I'm like, how the fuck does this guy go around? Every and then somebody said time zones. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that then, right? <laughs> and my 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 feeble little eight year old mind. I'm like, all right, time zones is a thing. So you know, but that was earth shattering, and it's the same with the. It's the same with this one. This one's earth shattering too. And then it's it's the it's a perpetual lie. You tell some people some stuff, and then it, your lie becomes their truth, and it doesn't even take that long. I mean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tartaria or the mud floods or um, society resets. Uh, yeah, I checked it, out. I've, I've looked at it a little bit here and there. Yeah. And so when, if, you, if you go into that sort of thing, you can see how uh, the world's fairs, the buildings that were the world's fairs, are, they were massive. They were massive and they were structurally sound. Um, and then they were destroyed by it's the Chicago fire. Um, World War II. World War One and Two were primarily done to destroy the uh, the Star Forts, the power, the, the Tartarian Empire, essentially. Uh, and remnants of the Tartarian Empire are still around. All those red brick power buildings in all the major cities, like your old city hall, in virtually every city. And you're out in Colorado, so you're living in like Satan land. Um, what with the airports and all of the triangulating that they're doing out that way. I believe that Colorado is the New World Order headquarters for North America. Based yeah. on a lot of the things that we have out here, including the airport, we have NORAD, we have, um, I mean, there's just many things, you know, so it's, it's pretty crazy. The distraction being Hollywood on that one. So yeah. everyone, everyone thinks that Hollywood would be the, the, the center of that, but actually people still believe in Hollywood. So this actually was what I was talking about earlier, but every single person in Hollywood, every single um, household name in Hollywood is in on the joke. They're all in on it. There is no accidental anything in Hollywood. It is all, the whole world is a stage. Politicians, actors, governments, all of it. Every single person that's in power, every single person that has ever had any influence on your specific life is in on the joke. And if they're not in on the joke, if they work their way up towards, if they got somewhere, they made a deal, they signed a deal, they got off. You know, if they didn't, if they didn't play their role, Anton Yelchin comes to mind. They got off these, these people that were not part of the original plan, but Hollywood for the most part is 99% against you and laughing at you. And that was one of the things that really stopped me from being able to watch the movies for what they were and then started to watch them for what they saw. Have you looked into it all into like the transvestigations or anything like that? Have you seen any of that stuff? Yeah, I have. Uh, like when it was first getting going back in like 2016, it was getting hot and everybody was looking at it and I was checking it out. And I think that, yes, a lot of Hollywood, you know, people are definitely hidden in plain sight as a, the opposite sex. And there's men idolizing these women or possibly even like masturbating to these women and they're giving their energy to the opposite sex, not even knowing it's like they're laughing. But at the same time, I don't spend a lot of time on that because it's just 
to me, it's like at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not going to sit around just trying to prove that, that this person is a male or this person's a female and they're hiding. I mostly think that like definitely the fashion industry is the biggest culprit when it comes to these things like Victoria's Secret and, and people that put on these, these runway shows and stuff there. I mean, they're just absolutely littered with, with, you know, transsexuals when Hollywood, I think they're, they're more sprinkled here and there and they might be doing cloning and stuff like that, but there's no telling. It's just, it's, it's too much for me to, (laughs) <laughs> I want to do, you know, spend all my time looking at that. Oh no, for sure. But I, I agree with that. I mean, you, because it did captivate me for a minute. Right. And then when you, when you go through enough and I, when you go through, personally, I felt when I, when you, when you looked at enough, you're like, ah, it's it, all of it is just, it's, you know, it's, it's too overwhelming. I have to focus on what, what's beneficial to me, to either my audience or to, you know, to, to, to find out what's fascinating, what can benefit me. And you know, the, what, what I will say about the trannies is it's really funny that that was the one that literally got shut down. You could punch in transvestigation on Google or YouTube and a ton of stuff would pop up. Now, not a single thing. They've all been shut out. And all the other ones are going that way too. I mean, so many of the, the, the like we're living through a book burning right now. Yeah. And people aren't, people aren't necessarily aware of that. So, I mean, if you... Anyone that's on the fence about this stuff, like you you only know what they want you to know. And if you start looking into other stuff, you're taught to think that people are crazy. You're taught to assume that they're crazy. You're taught to call them crazy. So you do call them crazy. Um, but we're living through a book burning where the information that was once out there six months ago is not. Your, your channel's gone. And for what reason? Did they give you a reason? Um, initially, no, they didn't give me a reason when they actually did terminate my channel. But even now, my ch- they let me exist. They, they let me have the illusion that I'm still there and my, I'm still allowed to upload. But I've been blacklisted. You can type in the exact title of, of my videos and put my name right next to it. And I'll be, you know, 30, 40 down the list. If somebody's looking for me, they're not going to find me. They're not going to go through all that trouble to... Oh, there he is. They won't even know, you know, like I used to pop up first, even when flat earth was coming out and I started making my videos, they got extremely popular. People were recommending, Hey, go watch ODD TV. People would type it in. I would show up first. Even if you just typed in flat earth, my videos would be littered Mm -hmm. on the front page. Like now you type in flat earth. It's nothing but the mainstream pushing their narrative that flat earth is ridiculous. They're debunking it. They're basically programming people to ridicule it and mock it when they, when it's brought up and that's all you'll find on the first few pages when you type it in, it's happening to all the topics, not just flat earth, but that's, oh, yeah. that's my you know specialty, but like everything else, same thing. No. And it's true. And hopefully that this, this episode here will get, you know, a new set of eyes on you because yeah, for the most part, you have to know you exist now to find your stuff. Uh, that wasn't always the case. <laughs> you were quite predominant. You still are. Uh, you know, your voice carries. Your music carries. I mean, you you have, you are currently working uh, a system. Like, you're getting your message out there through your beats, through your music, through your videos, through your art. You're essentially creating art, and people are benefiting from it. And I don't think that that can be taken from anyone. I think that they can shut you down. I mean, I already know I'm, I'm looking at some of this stuff right now. I know how you can do a, a quiet page, right? So, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking right now, you throw up a web page, you utilize the YouTube service, but you make it quiet so nobody can see what it is. And then you run 
or like the, when the people are paying attention to your webpage. So there's nothing on YouTube. They can't go to a YouTube page of you, but you can share your videos on your webpage through YouTube. And that's the kind of thing, small things like that. So and it, what it comes down to is we, when, I think that when we went through a mass awakening, I think that, that the algorithms and the powers that be caught on to certain things. Um, and it goes against, or it, it's too quick for the timeline that they had set out. And what I mean by that is humanity is predictable. And as it stands right now, you and I are having a conversation based on your work, based on the stuff that you've done, based on the millions, legitimately millions of people that you've affected. And these people are numbers on a screen right now. They represent the, the views, the likes, the ticks. They're just numbers on a screen. But they're predictable. And what, what I mean by predictable and what I mean by these people not being individualistic is a stock, for example. If you invest in the stock market, you take your $100 and you go and you buy your Pepsi stock. That is an investment that you've, you have put your money into a stock and that is your investment. But stocks as a whole can be spotted, can be trends, can be predicted. It's going to do this, this, and this, and then it's going to break and then it's going to come down. It's going to go up, 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 and then it's going to jump off right about here. Almost to the dollar stocks can be predicted. But the actual act of investing is you physically putting your $100 into a stock, into whatever stock you want it to be. But the trends are predictable. So you as an individual with your, again, I'm repeating myself, but you as an individual with your $100 versus the trends, right? Well, who yeah. are the trends? Who are the trends? What are the trends? The trends are massive amounts of dollars that can be predicted. The movement of, of money, much like the movement of waves in the ocean. But you're still one man investing your $100 and hoping for the best, hoping it goes up. So there's a huge, there's, there's a huge thing. There's, there's these trends, these, these marketable trends, these manipulatable trends. People can be pushed in a direction and they think it's them thinking for themselves. They think it's their free thought. But it's not. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing because when I say that, they, they, that the, the, the trends are catching on, too much took place out of their norm. So they kibosh it. They throw out all these little things like small things where the kids will watch some television show and it'll be like mock, 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 flat earth, mock, mock, mock. Only idiots think the earth is flat. Only And it's in a cartoon. So it's ingrained in their head slowly. But the machine is huge. The machine is the same people that put that shit in the cartoons are the same people that put, that put the stock trends in motion. And the layman, the typical person would be like, that's impossible. There's no way that that could possibly be. There's no way that that would work because they're too, it's too big. It's too far apart. It's too grandiose. And the, the trendsetters, the trend pushers are the, are, I think are laughing at the fact that we think it's too big and they realize that it's just, you know, you flick this switch, you flick that switch and you've triggered a chain reaction of trend setting. <laughs> But I think we're, I think you're getting ahead of him. I think you shook people. I honestly yes. think, I think Plenty you did. Us. Yeah. Plenty of us were, you know, putting out information, getting a lot of people 
thinking differently about this reality and just seeing that it's not what they, you know, thought it was. And uh, I was going to say, you know, I think it, it doesn't matter what they do. You know, there's too many people that have been affected by this information, whether it was from me or any other content creator. There's so many people. It doesn't even need the internet anymore that they're going to slow us down. I mean, we could have blew up a lot faster we could keep waking people up just on in such a, you know, a fast pace, much faster pace. But right now there's too many people that know this. The information is in their heads. They're going out, they're talking about it with people, friends, coworkers, family, and it's going to keep spreading. It's just going to be a little slower. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know how this is supposed to end. Sometimes I sit here and think, you know, is the Bible actually, you know, is Jesus our only hope? You know, I'm not, that's not really my view. I, I can't say, but I see a lot of Christians that that is their view. And, you know, it's like, sometimes I'm like, maybe that is our only hope with what's going on. These sick individuals, these people, these, this satanic elite, this cabal that is controlling everything. Like, I mean, it seems like they can just do whatever they want, whenever they want. And they could, they could off us anytime, but yet they're, they're letting this, they're letting this game play out for whatever reason. Like, I, I don't understand it at times. Well, it's like we, we can't see the patterns. The patterns exist, like I was saying before, with regards to like the stocks and the trends. Right. They're inventing and creating the patterns. So they know 42 moves ahead and we don't. Yeah. We're only able to, to function on the, on the knowledge that we have. One thing I really like, though, is the Epstein meme. And that, that is the, the, what the Epstein meme represents to me is even if people don't know what it is, the trends are people are sharing this meme. Right. And, and this is the Epstein didn't kill himself meme. That's the, the one, right? So people are sharing that without even realizing it. So that's kind of like getting in their heads. And then eventually people are going to start asking, well, if they didn't, then what, you know, who is he? Who's Epstein? Why didn't he kill himself? Why are people talking about Epstein? You know, and, and this thing is going to be so big. Like, I think that, you know, I think that that was a small backfire as well. What do you have a take on the Epstein uh, scenario right now? Uh, well, my, my conclusion is that he is definitely still alive and probably living in Israel or something like that. Like he's definitely, um, you know, the Zionists have his back and um, I, I like the meme Epstein didn't kill himself and people generally think that he is dead, but he didn't kill himself. Now my take is that he's, he didn't kill himself and he's still alive. And there's quite a few people that I've seen that feel the same way as I do. I do. I do as well. I think, I think the, uh, uh the, I don't, I think, I think a lot of them are still alive. Um, I mean, there's an interview, uh, of David Bowie talking about the death of David Bowie. Cause he didn't want to play that character anymore. I think, I think we think it's hard to, you know, it, it, we think to ourselves, it would be impossible to kill yourself. But think about Tupac, for example. Tupac, back in 1996, um, there's, there was rumors that he faked his own death. And we're like, it would be impossible to fake your own death. But really, six major companies own all of the cameras. Back then, there weren't you know, cameras in every pocket. Yeah. So if Tupac wanted to disappear, or if the powers that be wanted him to disappear, if he just said, you know what, I'm done, they just have to stop pointing the cameras at him, and he's gone. Like, paparazzi, in my opinion, are fake. You know, they're, they're this false wall that's designed to divide the, the fake people, the celebrities, from the real people. 
it's this whole mythos. Like it's, I don't believe like there's just, there's something about celebrity that like they can't be too close to, to real people. So they've created this, this divide, you know, honestly, I don't give a shit. You're in the movies. I don't care. I'm not going to swarm you. I don't, I don't, I'm not that interested. Um, but some people are, some people are so goo goo. Like, and, and those are the masses. When you see all those, all those people like swooning over celebrity, that is, that is the masses, the same thing as the stock. So when the masses aren't, you know, when you're not thinking as an individual, but you're thinking as a group, I guess maybe that would be it. But this Epstein meme has got people talking and then people will say, well, who's Epstein? People that don't even know. Well, who's Epstein? Oh, he was a pedophile. Well, well, why did, you know, why this, why that? Oh, well, he's tied to this and he's tied to that. And I mean, I honestly think, and this, you know, maybe you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, um, Andrew, Prince Andrew will be dead in January, suicided. I think that's that Andrew's going down next in this scenario because they can't have this, this, this running around. So now what it comes down to is who's Epstein? Why is everyone still talking about Epstein? What do I need to know about Epstein? Why is he connected to all these things? Why is all of this going on? If this, then that, then that, then that. And I think that it would be a huge coup for somebody to take the blame for this or or if you know like you had said like maybe we are in end times maybe this jesus thing maybe maybe the factions that are fighting upstairs the powers that be uh are at at war with each other right now and there's there's you know they keep throwing everybody under the bus they've already essentially burned out most of hollywood um with them yeah. with, with the me too movement and with this that and with that like there there was i don't know how you want to put it but there was a massive changing of the guard right? Uh And, you know, all the guys that we grew up watching aren't, I mean, Morgan Freeman and, and, and John Travolta and all these guys that, you know, were in the movies that, that we grew up watching are, they're making really weird. Have you seen these, these really peculiar movies now? Um, and, and the, the guys like Jason Statham who are constantly making crank movies and, and, uh, and, and that sort of stuff, he's kind of still where he is. The rock will get phased out. And, and, you know, we're kind of, there are no more macho men anymore. There's lady men, you know, there's, there's a masculinity. They're taking the guns. They're, they're, they're creating this. They're, they're saying that toxic masculinity is bad. They're saying that, that macho men are bad. They're saying that bullying is bad. They're saying that anyone that stands up for anything is bad. Essentially there's this strange thing going around that, you know, I mean, even in the hockey culture, I don't know if you've seen any of this in the sports, you know, all the coaches are bad now. And because they were pushing, they pushed too hard. I don't know. I'm, and we're constantly being exposed and they're, and they're, you know, it's, it's interesting to see all these things piece by piece and step by step. I feel like I'm talking too much. I mean, I really want your, you know, I, I'd love to have your take on what you see happening. No, I love it, man. You're, you're bringing up some great points and yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a slow process that by the time they get to the results they're looking for, most people didn't even see it happen or realize that it was taking place, you know? And yeah, what's going on with like having multiple and multiple genders and just all these things to identify with and having to be okay with it and not say anything that will offend the said person or whoever is, you know, claiming that I, they don't identify as a male or a female or anything like whatever you want to be, you can be that and nobody can, nobody can talk bad about it or bully you and everything is just becoming so crazy. And I, I, I'm sitting back looking at this stuff 
just I'm wondering what's really going on, but it's mm. obvious it's obviously a part of the plan. And I it's just pure insanity in my opinion. I just, you know, it like we did grow up in a time in the eighties with all these with all these action stars that, you know, young boys idolized and stuff. You wanted to grow up and have big muscles and be super masculine. And nowadays that's looked at as a bad thing. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And you're watching, um, um, Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Bruce Jenner. Okay. It's this, the guy that wins, like, he's like a gold medalist runner, like a man's man, the macho man, so to speak back then. And now he's, you know, he's a female and you got the made for TV family, the Kardashians with all this, there's all this weird, propaganda going on and i think even like the kanye west stuff where he's turned into a christian all of a sudden is 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 like some sort of chess move on their part as well there's nothing happening on accident in this world that is broadcast on television you know like if it's on tv and they make a big deal out of it, it it's a, they're making moves and they're they're programming us and uh, i just don't understand sometimes they want to make us think that there's all these people that believe a certain thing or they're you know, they're passionate about a certain thing, but it's not even true. Like they could pretend like so many people love Trump when in fact, it's really not that many people at all. You know, they could do anything they want when it comes to this kind of thing in their media that they use to. Well, that's what, that's what I, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that I firmly believe that it's fucking, it's all bullshit. So we have a sportscaster up in Canada, uh, Don Cherry, and he does a coach's corner. He's done a segment. He's like 80 some odd years old now. Uh, he recently got fired, but he'd been controversial his whole career. And he got fired because there was a quote unquote, he said, he said, uh, in remembrance day up here, we want, we wear poppies uh, to show support for our veterans, fallen soldiers, all that sort of stuff. Um, so he said, you know, he's talking about the immigrants that came in here that weren't wearing poppies. And he said, you people, you people don't wear your poppies and this, that, and the other thing. And so oh, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Obviously. And so now it's, it's a running joke for me. I, I, uh, I love it. I, I love you people. Uh, to me, that applies to everybody. That's fun. Um, but so he says you, you people. And then anyway, so, so the, the sports system says uh, there was an uproar. Don Cherry didn't want to apologize. So I'm thinking it's a bit of a stage. Like Don Cherry is an old man. Don Cherry, in my opinion, should have retired a long time ago. Point of the story is he may have signed on to, to sign, to, to take this over, to be like, you know, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. This is how I'm going to go out. Let's go out controversially so that people remember, blah, 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 blah. His whole career, he was a champion for Remembrance Day and he got fired on Remembrance Day. So it seems to me like it was a bit fishy, you know, after everything's all said and done. But what made me laugh was the statement afterwards was there was a huge uproar over Don Cherry's comments. Uh, we had to let him go. And, but there was no peep. There wasn't a single peep anywhere. But that was the statement. There was a huge uproar. Boy, howdy. So Don Cherry gets fired and Canada goes to war. <laughs> Don Cherry does this segment. In a hockey show, hockey night, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, he does this, he does his, his 15 minute to 10 minute segment between the first and the second period of a hockey game. He's done it for decades. He gets fired. And the minute he gets fired, Canada went to war with each other. He should have been fired. He shouldn't have been fired. No, no, no. But prior to that, there was no upbringing. So what I'm saying when I say that is like, I look at this and I think to myself, this is 
this is, this is ludicrous. This is them saying that there is, there's, there's chaos, but there is no chaos. And then when they did something and actual chaos took place, they didn't know what to do with themselves because there was a backlash because everybody went out and signed that petition, you know, that, that get, get a certain amount of votes and some of this shit and some of that shit will go down. Millions and millions and millions of people, Canadians signed these petitions to get John, Don Cherry's job back. So that yeah. was, the, that was the first time I think that, that at least Canada was like, wait a minute. So all these people that are getting offended, they don't exist. The CBC up here or the CTV or the CNN down there is like, everybody's offended by this. Nobody's offended by nothing. Right. Chris Pratt had to apologize for being seen with a water bottle, a single use water bottle. He's on record what? as apologizing for this shit. Right? No way. So I don't know what that's all about. Right. But I do know that it's, it's, it's absolutely trivial. So what's happening is there are people that are like, I'm looking to get offended. I have a weak constitution. I want to get offended. I'm going to jump on the next bandwagon that will allow me to be offended. And it's right. crazy. And then, yeah. And then you know, like what you're saying, you know, with the media being able to tell you what you should be offended by, by saying that there's so many other people that are offended by this when they're actually not any people, but they start creating actual yep. people. Yeah. No. And that's it. And people are like, Oh, I don't get that. Right. So all of this, you know, we've been talking now for an hour and 40 minutes and people can say, well, what is the purpose of all of it? And my, I think my answer, my biggest answer with that is, you know, understand that if, you know, that where, where the depression comes from or the anxiety or the pain or, or anything, understand that you, you are fundamentally working with false information, things that you think you need to make yourself happy and you don't know why you're not happy. It's because we've been, we've been lied to, we've been manipulated and there's proof from the, from the very beginning, there's proof all the way to the end for, to where we are right now, relationships, business, finance, uh, accommodations, where we're living, what we're wearing, what we're eating. We've been lied to about all of it. And because of cognitive dissonance, we cannot even admit to being lied to. But once you start opening your mind and once you start understanding that you have more questions to ask and there's so many more proofs and there's guys like you out there just creating for anyone to look at, for anyone to watch and for anyone to do, they can click on any of your stuff. Maybe links galore. Creating. And you're not creating garbage. You're creating freedom. And that's the funny thing. The people that shit on free thinkers are usually the most miserable people in the world. And before I woke up, I was a sarcastic prick that would attack anybody. And I, I was miserable. I thought it was funny. But I realized that it's me. I'm living with me. I, all, everything I've ever done to anyone, is re, it's, it's, regardless of that, I have to live with the fact that I did that. You know, I have to live with my actions, my feelings, how I feel. And... It's so funny to think that, you know, we have all of these things and we have all of these things in place. And you know what? Like I said, an hour and 40 minutes, we haven't even really skated, touched on, on actual movies. I wanted to get into the matrix with you. I wanted to get into, into uh, the Truman show, all of these hey, things. Let's keep it moving. Man. I'm with you. <laughs> all of these things, you know? So yeah, so I, I will get into that, but you know, what do you, okay. So what's your take on the Wachowski brothers making the matrix and then subsequently over the course of, I don't know. I think it was six year gap. Both of them individually getting a sex change and becoming the Wachowski sisters. Yes. I find that interesting. I made a video about it and 
you know, it, it's really hard to pinpoint whether they were like some sort of MK Ultra mind altering program that made them want to change or if they're just going along like they like this was all a part of the plan from the get go. You know, these guys make one of the most badass movies for people like us, like truth seekers just love this movie. Like we reference it in everything we do when we make memes, videos, when we are trying to get a point across about how we're being lied to where we reference the matrix and then come to find out, you know, that there's all these transgendered people that are hiding in plain sight in Hollywood and the fashion industry. And then you got people in the open coming and changing like that. Like it's just, it's so weird, but at the same time, I think that these people are just, they're pawns and they're going along with the, you know, basically what they have to do since they sold their soul to, to live the life, to have the money, to, to have the fame, the fortune, whatever it may be. But once you become involved with these people, you're essentially a puppet that has to do whatever they want you to do and you know if not we can go back to the mind control thing they probably can run a program on you and change the way you think and make you think that you actually do want to be a female or that you do want to do this or that i you know at the end of the day i really don't know why that happened but you got to find it very strange that one brother not only one brother, but then the other brother, like that's just, that's too much of a coincidence. It had to be staged in one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I've got, I don't, I, don't, I, I can't even add much more to it because I mean, for me, it's just speculation, but it, uh, it's such an interesting thing. It is such a, it is such an interesting turnabout, you know, um, the actors and the characters that are in the matrix, you know, the stories they tell, um, Again, truth in plain sight. I mean, we, the biblical stories of the Transformers, we touched on it earlier. The Transformers is essentially a complete retelling of the, the biblical wars, right down to <clears throat> the Autobots, which are essentially the masses. They could be deemed the masses. And the Decepticons, they look identical. The Autobots and the Decepticons look identical, but they're up to different things. They're doing different things. So even, you know, their names, their stories, their styles. I don't know if you've looked into, have you, have you done any work on that, on, on the actual movie, The Transformers, and, and the four parts, The Fallen Angels and all that sort of stuff, and how biblical the references primarily are? No, I, I wouldn't mind looking into it and possibly making a video because that's my thing, obviously. But yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, you'll pull. You'll pull a ton. Because the, the actual, the, 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 I think it, there's four movies now, but they are, it is all about The Fallen Angels. Um, the Transformers are the Nephilim. They come from the different realms and, and they, they touch on it as well. They talk about the seven realms, uh, same as uh, Asgard. Uh, and in the, the superheroes, uh, uh, Marvel, uh, they talk about the seven realms. Uh, and Asgard is where Thor is from. And Asgard is a floating disc in space. <laughs> yeah. As, that's what Asgard is. And both those, both those franchises have the cube. The, the Allspark. Well, yeah. There's the AllSpark and then in the other one, I forget what it's called, but there's the little tiny blue cube that, so essentially there's some sort of Saturn symbolism with that and, and not the planet, but the, I guess, 
I don't know. I mean, when it comes to Saturn, it's very strange. Have you looked into that? Saturn is like all encompassing when it comes to the gods of all the different mythologies and everything. The Saturn is, is, is mother. As far as I know, it's Saturn is mother Satan. And the story goes, I, and anyone that's listening to this, you know, feel free to send me the email and complain about how far off I am on this. Um, that's another thing too. I should let you know, I have pulled on, uh, on my social media. I used to get, so much bullshit and so much hate and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. So the funny thing about, I mean, the majority of my social media, if you have something to say, and if I'm following you and you and I are like friends, like you could comment on my stuff on social media, but the masses can't, they can't talk on it. Right. Because most people, they want to, you know, the, the negative comments that, that come out of people's mouths, you know, are, uh, can ruin stuff. Right. And I laugh at that. And so what's happened was I shut it all off. And I was going to turn it back on, but what actually what ended up happening was the people that wanted to get in touch with me, the people that wanted to comment on what I had to say, sent me an email. So the people that could benefit the most reached out. So you didn't have to worry about, you know, the mouth runners or the negative or the, or the bullshit people out there. And the people that you could impact the most would send an email and you could respond. You could actually, I, I found that I was able to change and work with more people directly from doing that, from shutting down the actual ability to comment on, on the posts. And another thing happened with that was when I put that stuff up there and, I, and, I, and there was no comments available, you, nobody could comment anymore. It became something that I was absolutely just doing for me, not doing for a reaction, not doing for a result. And I think my content got better. And I think that's pretty cool. That's such a neat little sidebar that it even took me away from what I was talking about. I was talking about Satan. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> mother, mother Satan. Yeah. I'm interested. I, I've, I've looked into Saturn and it's just so many aspects to it. Like when we graduate high school, you wear the black cap and gown and that essentially is, you know, cube symbolism, which when you start looking into cube symbolism, it always leads back to Saturn in one way or the other. So yeah, I would like to hear your take on the, this mother Saturn or mother Satan. Mother. Yeah. So the, so the beautiful mother Satan uh, is the, um, the mother of God. Um, now there is, I wish I'm, what I'm doing right now is I'm slowly talking and trying to pull it up. Uh, there's no edits in this, by the way. I just, we, it just goes up. <laughs> That's I cool. I don't bother with any of that stuff. So they get, they get it raw. My listeners, everybody loves it. Good stuff. Um, I don't know. I can't see if I can't even remember the guy's name that would have that information. Um, okay. So what I know about mother Satan is this is very rough, ladies and gentlemen. And the whole story that you're about to hear now uh, is a derivative of the ability to think I'm going to make you think, but you're going to wait for a quick second as I grab a glass of water. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. It's fine. I'll, I'll give them my take while we're, waiting but i looked into saturn for weeks and weeks and weeks and i found that essentially almost every single god from every mythology can be traced to sat to saturn the god in one way or another and it's pretty crazy like the list goes on and on and it'll be names that you know about nimrod zeus jupiter like everything that you've ever heard when it comes to you know mythology stories like it just 
it, for some reason, it always turns out to be Saturn. That's just what my research showed me. It's, it's strange. It's, he's like the, the epitome, the, the one God that every other God is made from. So, um, first things first, I very much appreciate your professionalism. You made sure that there was no dead air <laughs> as I rushed out to grab some water. Um, and secondly, the, yes, you're right about, uh, all of that from what I've picked up on as well, uh, except my story is what I'm trying to is okay. So it's, it's a female Saturn is, is the, is, is the Holy mother. Saturn is the angel, um, the angel Satan. And this, there's two, there's two prongs to this story that the Saturn, the Saturn angel story goes along with concave earth. So you're familiar with concave earth, right? The black, the black sun and all that. Yes, I am. Okay. So for the listeners, concave earth is not something that I've tried to pay attention to. Uh, and I'm certainly, I've certainly tried to understand it. I mean, the people that are promoting it, I, I don't, I don't fully grasp it. I don't fully comprehend it. I can't see it. Uh, but I know it's there. I know the idea is there. I know, um, I know that there are so many people that firmly believe in this, in this theory. And at the very center of the concave earth is the, uh, is the black sun. So the idea here, and this, this comes back to Saturn on, on a multitude of reasons, but I'm going to give uh, show a little bit of legwork here. All right. The, um, the concave earth, essentially, ladies and gentlemen, the black star or the black sun, um, Chris Cornell, black hole sun is, is the inner piece. So the sky, the scar, the skies that you look up to is the interior. So the theory is we are on the inside of the earth. And this is um, that what you look at when you look up is sort of like a ball inside a ball. Um, and that is all the stars in there. And that whole thing is the sun. That is the black sun. Um, and Saturn is the black sun. So Saturn isn't the planet that is that we know the planet to be. Saturn is the black sun. So Saturn is the entirety of the stars. So if you picture the earth, if you picture a, a, a hollow or like a, a hollow ball and inside that ball is another ball, <laughs> this is, this is hollow earth. And I'm sorry if I'm laughing because there are people that are listening to me right now that firmly believe in concave earth and I'm not doing it any justice and I apologize. But concave earth is, is um, the idea being that, that blackness is Saturn and the, the star that's in there, the, the, the sun, the story of God comes from the yellow sun, the black sun being Satan. And in, in, in biblical terms, you know, it has been said that uh, the devil will rise above God's creations uh, and rise above God and sit and, and, and ascend above God on his own throne. Uh, to tie biblical stuff into it, uh, I don't a hundred percent know how to, 
how to how to perpetuate that a hundred percent and again i'm I'm giving such a such a, a broad stroke so the idea is God is a creator and a and and above God are other creators. So God creates a realm and above God, like who created God is the, the idea is who created God is Satan and the idea of good and bad uh, and, and how everything that we know, everything biblically, everything has been bastardized. The idea between good and bad is, um, you know, is also bastardized. Um, Satan, they've talked so much, so much negativity about Satan, Satan being the, uh, being bastardized, being the Baphomet, um, both male and female, but all of these things sort of twist it, and because we're getting the information, right? And the idea is to hide the truth in plain sight. So we've got a whole world saying that Jesus is good, and the and Satan is the devil. Satan is bad. Uh, now I'm going to preface this again by by saying I don't believe in any of this. This is just the story as it goes. Um, so if God is a creator and is in charge of this realm with the possibility of there being multiple realms, multiple earths, multiple things, God's in charge of this one. Um, for us to be in here and for us to ascend here, us being <coughs> smaller versions of ourselves, smaller versions of God. So God being a creator, God created other creations. Uh, i.e. angels slash Nephilim. They then created themselves. <coughs> they created smaller versions of themselves uh, to help with other things. And then again, creating smaller versions of themselves and then creating smaller versions of themselves. All of these creators, we are one of those smaller versions. And we are the creator. So when we are the creator and we look at our lives, every single thing that you've got right now, math, is your life. You've created this. You are a creation. It also stems from the fact that it's, it, there is a statement that we are representation. We are the universe experiencing itself. So the <coughs> back to, again, uh, Mother Satan, that would be the top one. And to clear all the souls out, there has to be a certain amount of um, a certain level of something that we have to come to. There's actually a huge story uh, that goes into this. And I'm going to actually put that in the link too. I'm going to make a note of this right now. Link, Because I've not done it much justice, but this one's long. The story is long. Um, I want to check it out. I haven't heard anything about any of this except for the concave earth stuff. Yeah. So, and, and it, that's why it, like, it ties into concave earth, but it's not because this, I've only heard the mother Saturn part um, from, and while I was talking about that, I was actually trying to dig up. I wish I could just punch in mother Saturn on, on this guy's profile because he did some great, some great work on it. He talked heavily on it. Um, but if we are individuals, that come down and experience everything as we grow down we're, and we're creating further down, there has to be a, a wipe, um, a clear out. So if God is just one of the creators, um, then the bastardization of everything that we know is holy would put Satan at the top. 
because if we listen to the original story, you know, uh, God created everything. Uh, if God created everything, then God created Satan. So biblically, just biblically alone, where Satan's the bad guy, God, God invented him. So God created everything and then, and then gave himself an enemy. He's like, you know what? And you fucking hate me now. So there. And it's kind of like, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? If God created everything, then he created the devil, you know? And he's like, well, we gave you free will. We did this, we did that. But there's so many stories about how much of a dick the devil is. And there's so many stories about how great God is. But they're all one-sided stories, right? And they're, again, they're all stories. They're all things that we are to believe, not to believe. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting... It's a really interesting plane when you start really looking into why we believe what we believe based on what we were told, which again was, which again was, you know, uh, uh, the good, the good of God and the bad of Satan, mother Satan being the all spark, mother Satan being the giver of life, mother Satan being the good one. And it's, it's such a fucked up thing to sort of like really grab onto uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think, you know, in this world of nothing but deception and lies, I can see them twisting absolutely everything on this kind of level. So, I mean, it's, it's insane. And that's why, that's why it caught my attention because I know that the bastardization is, uh, is, is in everything, is in every aspect of everything. So why then, and look at, all, look at all the people that are bowing to Jesus. You mentioned Kanye earlier. They're saying, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Well, who's fucking Jesus? Who is this guy? Right? We just believe blindly that Jesus is a white dude from the Middle East. And right. not many people question that. Right? So the son of God. So who's God? What's God's real story here? And then if you say, like, imagine you say, I'm a Satanist. Well, fucking, you're the devil. You're, that's terrible. No matter what language you say it in, you're a Satanist? Well, shit. Right? So even just that one statement kiboshes any future anything but if you say i believe in god right you're kind of like it's it, the funny thing is right now believing in god is 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 how you rebel and i'll tell you i believe in god because i was forced into it so i was an atheist my whole life and then flat earth brought me to god but if i now quote unquote worship god is that a bad thing <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like so, I, I have a hard time even just calling him God or it, God or create. I just like you know, I look at it like I know I was created. I'm pretty sure there's a creator, and I don't know where to go from there because some of the stuff I've been looking at, it's on a little bit lower of a level than what you're talking about now. But some of the things that I've been seeing lately is that the you know these things are just titles. Like the okay, so the word Lord. If you look up the definition of the word Lord you're going to find that it equals Baal or, you know, Baal, Baal or Baal, whatever. He's essentially Satan when you're looking at it through a, a Christian or a religious lens or something like that. So, and then the word God could possibly be basically um, a shortened version of the fallen angel Godriel. And if you look into that, he's supposedly the snake that tricked 
Adam and Eve or Eve into biting out of the fruit or something like that. And I'm not really a believer of all this stuff either. But when you start looking at it, it's just strange because I'm really I'm studying the Bible and I'm looking at Christianity, the history of it, trying to figure out what's really going on there. Because I'm a flat earther, I feel like I need to kind of dive into this stuff and figure out what I can with it. But it seems like pretty much Christians as a whole are being deceived into worshiping the wrong things or titling the wrong people, the wrong things and, and giving their energy to the wrong entities. If all this stuff is real. Well, and there's another thing too, right? People will say, here's the thing. Like we know. So the, the whole mother Satan thing is you need, there, there needs to be a frequency for this world to move on to the next dimension. There needs to be a frequency. Now we're getting into some really trippy shit, but I've got the article I've got the article that I will send to you specifically so you can read. I'll even link it. I've spoken of it in previous accounts, but um, I'm not finding this mother Satan thing. Um, the one that I wanted to read the article, but I'm, I'm going to pull up that article uh, for you to, to get into because there is, <clears throat> there is um, a growing uh, Christian becoming i guess you could say i don't know exactly what the term is and then you'll see you're seeing a mass a mass muslim exodus as well uh into christianity and this to me is you know um collecting the energy of the soul like you said giving the energy to the the trannies that you're masturbating to and all that sort of stuff like this it's a it's a dark and twisted thing so it the story goes that they they need to darken and dulled down uh, the certain frequencies of a certain amount of humans before the quote unquote reckoning comes for them to get into where they're going. And everybody's actually being benefited by this um, for them to win. There's a, there's a win and a loss in the whole thing, a winner and a loser in the whole thing, I should say. Uh, but it is, it is, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. So now you got, you know, you want to, you want to apply this directly to, to your life. You know, if the story is true that they need you to believe in a certain thing to, to lower your frequency, then the freedom of flat earth uh, is, is a trap. Um, because if the frequency is believing in God and nobody's really talked about what God is, except for we get this one version of what God is. And to make God more viable, I guess you could say, you know, here's a whole bunch of evil shit over here. But but God is over here. So you can come over, you can worship God, you know, stay away from the evil shit, come worship God. And if the idea is to worship God, to keep that frequency, to give that energy to God, then, you know, those that have the roadmap, it sounds like they're pushing it. And again, to, to my listeners who are religious, understand that I don't have, I don't have a, 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 a dog in this race. I don't have a pony in this show. I am just regurgitating sort of what I felt. And, and I will absolutely state where I stand on, on every one of my topics. This is one of the topics that I do not have a, I don't have a, I don't have a, a pro or a conduit. Um, it's just an interesting thing. It's just an interesting topic to be like, well, everybody's believing in God now and it's a push. It's trendy and it's contrived. It's contrived. It's easy to make you hate Satan. If the idea is to hate Satan, but to make you believe in God, you can't make somebody believe in something. They have to get there on their own. And I believe in a creator. Now, 
but just like, like you had talked about, I don't believe in God. I believe in a creator. I'm aware that God is just as much a story as anything else that we've heard that we've debunked. Right. I have a lot of great Christian friends and family and I adore them, but they always talk to me about, you know, you need to accept Jesus and do all this and do all that. And I just have so many questions and so many things that make me, you know, like I just can't bring myself to do these kinds of things. Like, okay, so there's this loving God that says, if I don't have faith or love you, then you're going to send me to hell. And just all this stuff doesn't really make sense. And there's, you know, any real truth seeker can't just, you can't just have faith in these things with the, you know, the, the level of lies that we've been fed and then just to run to the Bible and act like it hasn't, even if it was at one point, a a real authentic book with all the information we'll ever need. It's no longer that you can believe that they definitely have tampered with it, changed things, omitted things, added things. And to the point where you don't know what you're really doing and you're not, you, you just can't do it correctly. That's, that's my belief. That's just my opinion. I don't know for certain but I'm, I don't think I could ever just say I have faith in this and this is what's going to happen when I die. And I know that guy's going to go to hell because he's not doing what he, what the Bible says he needs to be doing. It's just, to me, it's just, it's too hard to, to take all that, you know, and, and think it's real. Like, I just don't understand it. Uh, you hit on, you hit on, on, on that one. I, I went through, um, I, I've, I've always been looking I've always, I spent a lot of my time drunk. Uh, I spent a lot of my time uh, enjoying illicit narcotics when I was younger. I spent a lot of time doing my absolute damnedest to fill a void inside my heart that I didn't, I couldn't fill. I couldn't fill this hole inside me with anything. You and me both. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of us are like that. Uh, That hole is gone now and it was filled with purpose. Um, But that is a, that is a, a, a whole conversation right there. But so in that search, drugs were one of them. Women were one of them. Pork was one of them. Fuck. I love bacon, man. I think I miss bacon the most, (laughs) but it is, it is the worst thing you could possibly put in your system. It's worse than it's worse than eating a pack of bacon is worse than doing like an eight ball of cocaine. True story. So say that just because of the stuff they eat or pigs are, um, they're uh, they're an abomination they are this manufactured animal that is just riddled with its own filth in every aspect of everything that it does um and it is it's you there's code it's been the the animal itself has been genetically modified from other animals by us not like nature i mean evolution's not real and this but the don't eat bacon don't eat pork don't even nothing <laughs> do, you, do you feel that way about any other things like um like ocean scout like uh scavengers like shrimp or lobsters or anything so there's there's the leviticus diet um which i lived by for a long time um and i was like it's impossible like i honestly i love seafood um but there's like a ton of stuff like don't eat the the fish without scales um, don't eat any of the bottom feeders. Don't eat anything that eats its own shit, essentially, right? 
And I was like, this stuff's delicious. Like, I love crawfish. Huge. Like, you go to Louisiana? Oh, man, just buckets of crawfish. Bring That's where I was born, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that stuff. But, and I'm like, I'll never quit this no matter what. But honestly, I don't eat it anymore. And it's not that I'm like, I, at first it was tough, like giving up bacon. Bro, when I quit, when I quit everything, um, I quit, uh, I quit, I quit drinking and um, recreational drug use and fast women and bacon all on the same day. Awesome stuff. All on the same day. And it was, uh, cigarettes came. I quit smoking a month later. So actually, what's today? Today's the seventh. So I am smoke-free two years and three days as of today, which is cool. Congrats, man. Awesome. Yeah. So I like that. Um, But I went through that. I hunted that. I hunted down what to eat, what not to eat, how to sort of progress through all this sort of stuff. And um, the the, the quitting drinking thing was, it's not like I was like, I'm going to quit drinking. It was like, I'm going to give myself a 30 day detox because maybe I pushed it a little bit too hard recently. (laughs) There you go. Um, 30 days. My buddy said, Hey, you just did 30 days. I want to do that. I'm going to do 30 days. I'm like, I'll do it with you. 30 days turned into 60 days turned to me going, I'm never doing this again. I have no need to ever like my whole life changed because drinking, drinking is, and I've spoken on this one so many times. Drinking is you are manipulated into consuming alcohol from the day you're born. You see all these commercials on television must be legal drinking age, must be legal drinking age. For 20 years, you're bombarded with these commercials. Uh-huh. It's, it's in your psyche to go out and drink. Alcohol is poison. Alcohol is legitimate, pure poison, manufactured poison. It's poison. Agreed. And it's legal and sold and pushed and recommended and available at every bloody gas station. Marijuana grows naturally in your backyard and it is flat out illegal. Right. Well, here in Colorado, which I, I mean, there's things I want to say about that. Like it's an awesome plant and yes, it, but what they're doing now with the legalization of it in like Colorado, for instance, where I live, they're, they're, they're adding all these unnecessary chemicals and these things that I used to enjoy smoking weed. I don't even enjoy smoking weed anymore because of the stuff that's in it causes me to be super paranoid or have this awful anxiety and i know for a fact that's not what it's supposed to do so i even gave that up and it's it's funny because in canada it's been legal for a very long time um or it's not legal but just not criminalized you know yeah um but the government in your country the government is selling the government is a drug dealer and there yes. are people sitting in jail for this for selling weed that haven't been let out their only crime is they sold marijuana to keep the lights on and now exactly. the government's doing it. But in Canada, there was uh, recently I read an article or I saw a headline for an article. I just fucking laughed. It said le- uh, weed has been, is now being legally sold by the Canadian government. Uh, so it says weed is, is now completely legal and sold by the government for months now, yet you still go to criminals to buy yours. Right? So that was the, that was the headline. And I just laughed. I'm like, see how they fucking worded that? They said flat out, they said, you can buy weed legally, but you're going to criminals to buy it. Not you're going yeah. to your buddy down the street or the guy you used to pick up off, but you're going to a criminal. Ugh. Just the way they worded this stuff, the way that they put these, these little tiny nuances all come in. And, and, you know, we are way off topic here. It was religion. We were talking about religion. 
and debauchery. Food, you were talking about bacon and all <laughs> bacon. sorts of things. It's fun. We could talk about anything and everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So bacon, um, do you still eat bacon? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I eat bacon here and there. Not too much. My diet mostly consists of eggs and steak. Yeah. Okay. So if you, that's a tasty diet. If you get rid of bacon, if you get rid of all pork products, um, you'll actually feel yourself getting better. And I'm not, I'm not about to say like, I'll still eat like once in a blue moon, I'll pop a shrimp, but I used to love that stuff. And the idea isn't to do what you're told as in, don't do this, don't do that. The idea is to progress through life and keep doing things that are a little bit more healthy for you, you know, um, and to live longer, like your body will expire eventually and you'll just elevate yourself. But in the interim, why suffer through it? you know, and to feel good because again, it was to feel, to fill, to fill this void for me. So I, but I can say hands down, bacon was the hardest one to quit. Bacon was harder than cocaine to quit. It was harder than, uh, it was hard. Drinking wasn't that hard. I, I think I had come to a point in my mind where I'm like, I'm so done with this. So drinking wasn't that hard. Cigarettes was easy. And the funny thing about that is I also teach people about addiction. Um, we do addiction therapy. Um, and it's like, to quit smoking, it's really easy to quit smoking. Um, but people don't believe it is because again, smoking is a massive industry. And the second biggest industry to smoking is the quitting smoking industry. The Nicorette, the vape, the patch, the this, the that. They mm -hmm. want you weak. They want you sucking on these cigarettes. They want you just being pathetic. This is what they want because you're easily controlled that way. You need to be a slave to something that they're offering. It's the, it's the, it's the chemicals. It's the chemicals. I mean, I mean, you are a smart man and there's no way in hell you would go and stick a vaccine needle in your arm. Correct. But the thought of a cigarette's not so bad. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So they get you, they get you no matter. It's like, Oh, fucking sitting there. I mean, I had this conversation about vaccines and this guy's like, Oh, we'll never vaccinate. No, no, no. He's, he's hacking on a dart. I'm like, you don't need to vaccinate. They, you're getting the chemicals they want you to have. And like you said, the marijuana, marijuana is now filled with their chemicals, a straight tobacco. Like if you go down and you get like a tobacco rolled cigar, which is just a, it's just a leaf, a tobacco leaf. It has this beautiful taste to put on your tongue. It's a weird thing to say about a smoke, right? But it isn't what it is now. A cigarette now is a billion chemicals. Who the fuck? said, let's put cyanide in this tobacco. <laughs> let's make cyanide one of the chemicals in people's cigarettes and then tell Seriously. them it's healthy. Yeah. You know, nine, was it four out of five doctors choose cools, <laughs> McCools or whatever the hell it was? Newports. Yeah. It was I've seen, seen a yeah, camel version of that where they're like, oh, doctors recommend camels or this is what the doctors smoke. It's just crazy. Four to five doctors smoke camels. Right. That's funny as shit. Cigarettes, so, natural, like population filters that you go and purchase for yourself. Like they want you to be weak, slow and dying at, you know, faster than you normally should. And they're having us pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You're worshiping. It's another thing that you're worshiping, right? So it's another, it's another lower vibrational energy. They're trying to lower the vibration of the planet. And at first, like I never believed in vibrations, but my God, vibrations are, are extensive. Vibrations are everything. Everything, frequency and vibration. Absolutely everything. So I came across this clip. I'm going to talk about uh, two things. that I just want to come back to this. Uh, it was 
Uh, Lord Saturn is the ruler of Earth who lives inside the concave Earth's central black sun. Do not confuse him with the planet that we named Saturn in honor of this deity. He is the great architect. The yellow sun, moon, and planets all circle around the outside of the black sun, which is his home here in the Earth. Research concave Earth. This was one of the, the fun, the, the one things that I came across with this one. So this one isn't Mother Saturn. This one was, he was Saturn. But it, it's an interesting thing because, like you had said, they all come back to, 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 the, to the square. Yeah, this archetypal god, everything seems to reflect him some way or the other. Saturn's the one. Saturn's the one, the one thing that, you know, that, that, that we're, that we're, we're, we're fucked on. And then the, the female version, I guess the equivalent would be Venus where everything, like when you think of um, Isis, Mary, just all the, all the kind of female archetypes through the mythologies and, and different religious stories all have this one female version of Saturn, which I think could be traced to Venus and not the planet. Like that's just the name of the rock that's floating around, whatever they're trying to say, you know, but like I, I got stuck into the Saturn thing, looking at the, they say that there's a, um, a hexagonal like vortex at the North pole of Saturn. And that's like, just like you were talking about earlier, how there's all these layers of illusions. That's one of the layers I got sucked in on that kind of helped me continue to believe in like outer space and planets and all this stuff, man. It's, and it's all, it's all crap. They, they, they give us cartoons, you know, we're just looking at their cartoons that they show us of this stuff and none of it's actually real. So illusion after illusion after illusion. Yeah. And when you're talking about biblical stuff, I mean, we are familiar with the story of, uh, of, uh, the garden of Eden, which is, um, the center of the earth. So there's apparently an entrance and, and there's a ton of, uh, the Garden of Eden shows up in all kinds of mythos. Um, yeah, I did a video on it. It's like um, um, all the different names for it, like uh, Paradisha. That's the Hindu version of it. They have um, Shambhala, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the, yeah. And it's even in the movies, like you're talking about movies, right? Journey to the center of the earth isn't into the earth. It's the center of the, of the thing, of the of the flat earth. So the plane, yeah. Yeah, journey to the center of the earth is going into Shambhala, it's going in. Um, it's, a, it's a phenomenal thing because you have to break through these barriers. They, it's a real place. And it's a place that's been removed from the maps. Like all the visible maps, it's gone. Whatever that land that's up there is gone. I shouldn't say up there because there is no up and down. Right, and the center. Yeah, they, all these maps from all the way up into the 1600s all had this, these land masses dead at the north pole area and then suddenly in the mid 1600s when the jesuits really started getting going all of a sudden none of the maps had this land yeah and what's there now santa claus some fairy tale some invented fairy tale yeah you watch the discovery channel and they're like it's just a floating ice sheet that expands and contracts from season to season (laughs) the polar bears are all dying up there yeah uh, okay, so here's another one uh, that we were talking about with regards to the devil. This is, it says, Adam wasn't the first man. God created man in Genesis chapter one. Then Yahweh came 
in chapter two. Uh, took one of the original men of chapter one, isolated him in a so-called garden and separated the sexes into two bodies in chapter two, which he called Adam and Eve. When the man of the first creation mates with the new females, uh, I'm reading slow because this is really far away and my mic is right here and I can't drag it over. So that's what you're getting, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting me with my old man eyes trying to read that shit. <laughs> uh, the gene that tells, uh, okay, where is it? Uh, so when the man of the first creation mates with the uh, new females, which is now Cain came to be, which is how Cain came to be. The gene that tells you when to stop growing in your pituitary gland doesn't get uh, passed on. So the child becomes Nephilim, giant, much like when the male lion mates with the female tiger and their child called a liger never stops growing until it dies and it often outlives regular lions and tigers these original men were ones of the israelites uh, were sent out to kill in the old testament if you worship yahweh as god then you are a devil worshiper so this is a twist because this is right in the bible this was yahweh people talk about yahweh um, and he was the one that, that put Adam and Eve in the garden and split them, uh, right? So they're talking about the son Cain. The original man um, was the Nephilim creator, essentially. So the fallen angels is a story. Fallen angels being Nephilim. Nephilim being, Nephilim being the result of angels mating with humans. But as it says right here, uh, what I just read, they talk about, they talk about, uh, uh, the man already being down here and the angels not being quite what we think they are. So that also partakes into the story of we're talking about angels and demons, right? So we're talking about people think that we're talking about possessions, um, angels and demons, as in there is some above and some below uh, the stories that we think we know, uh, but not necessarily true because what we don't understand and what a lot of people don't fully grasp is that we are, we are currently possessing this meat suit. And are we angels? Are we demons? We are not our bodies. We are an entity. We are something. And that is, that is, that is something that, that, that goes way beyond anything that we can even comprehend right now. Because when, what, was, what I was talking about before, when the creator created the creator created the creator and it goes down and down and down, we have forgotten who we are. We had to forget who we were. There's a movie there's a movie, you like movies, there's a movie called The Nines with uh, Ryan Reynolds. If you haven't seen it, take a look at it. It's exactly what we're talking about. He is a creator inside his creation. So we essentially, and this flows quite an, easily, quite an easy bit with me. So if we are the creator, then we created all of this. Now here's the thing you had mentioned before having an issue with um, perception um, sort of, you know, how people perceive you or how you perceive yourself and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I was saying the same thing, um, filling the void, trying to get some sort of semblance, trying to sort of figure out where I fit in in this world without realizing that I, I have a very strong feeling that every single person that's perceiving the world in which we live is the creator. So because I will never in my life be able to see the world through your eyes, even though you and I could spend Literally, you and I could spend the rest of our lives side by side, 
but all of my experiences would be from my perspective, even though we were fucking right there. So I'll never be able to know what's inside your head. All I'll ever be able to do is put inside your head what I think is inside my head, which could then become true, which would then make that reality my reality, which means I've created my reality regardless of anything around me. So my ability to perceive everything, you know, when we say things like, oh, I'm going to make her feel that, or I'm going to make him think this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. When we speak out of misery and when we speak out of angst or anger, these are the things that come. When we speak out of positivity, when we speak out of light, when we speak out of greatness, these are the things that come. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. And if you're the creator and you're experiencing time and you're experiencing mortality, you know, and you're experiencing pain, like we talk about hell on earth, we talk about, oh, you're going to hell, you're going this, you're going that. There's theories that we're already here, right? If you think about how every single person is miserable, except for the celebrities, right? So the celebrities exist a different entity, a different group of people. They exist to show us something that we don't have. Therefore, we covet. We covet thy neighbor, i.e. sin. We don't have, and it's very hard. It appears to be very hard to get what they have, what appears to come naturally to them. But all we're doing when we look at the celebrities is seeing, seeing them from our perspective. You know, as far as we know, when they're done with their movies, they could just be put into a closet somewhere <laughs> until we see them again because we never see them anywhere except for on TV. Yet we're told that the vision that we are seeing on TV is a reality. So it is reality because it becomes a reality. But your reality is only intrinsic of what's immediately in front of you. Your reality is only right in front of you. And that, that TV, that black mirror, is a reflection of what's out there, what they want you to have. So the interesting thing about all this is you create everything. Every single thing that you have, every single thing that you currently own right now, you created. And an interesting thing too about the creators, you know, God passing down this and, and uh, Satan, Nephilim, Yahweh, God, because Yahweh is another one. Yahweh is a creator. They say Yahweh and Jesus are both creators, similar to God. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity, these things. They say it's all one, but it's three. It's three people. Um, interestingly enough, there's three of us. There's your uh, heart brain, gut brain, and brain brain. So there's three of you. Um, if you've had kids, you created something that is not you but is you it's 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 you experiencing yourself <laughs> and it's right there it's wild so, huh yeah yeah it's 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 mind-numbing because people just take it for granted they're like there it is you know but but that's you know that is another version of you you are you are the creator and the story goes and the story goes and your creation creates something some people it's kids some people it's this some people it's you know it's a legacy but when you're dead you're dead and People are like, I'm, I'm going to leave something behind. That's ego. That's ego talking. There's nothing. After you die, there's nothing. So before you got here, there was nothing. And that's, that's another thing too. Like you, the, the, the choices that we make to get to where we're going, you know, 
we we hear stories we hear stories and we believe them right but who's to say the game didn't start the minute you were born pop here we go rock and roll let's do this exactly and then when you die you go out you go out with a bang because there is no other time other than right now all of history is all of history is a lie first and foremost but when you get past that for them to lie there would have to be a truth but the reality is there probably wasn't anything. So it's not a lie. It's just a story, a story that fabricates and works and fits into your now story, your ethos, all the pain, all the suffering, all the bullshit that we've had to take in is it exists for us to overcome it. And you and I are way further along the line mentally than some other people, but nowhere near the end game. Like right now, I think I've gotten a lot of the bullshit out of the way. And now it's time to start asking the questions. Now it's time to start fundamentally getting better answers with new information because my base of information has grown exponentially and properly. I'm about to be 40. So I have the ability to say, all right, fuck, here we go. You know, I, I can now start life. I actually just posted a thing, uh, young, his life starts at 40, everything up until 40 is practice. Have you, um, you familiar with B.O.B. and his, uh, mixtapes that he released a few years back that were controversial. They're like fire, water, earth. And what was the last one? Ether. Have you ever heard of those? No. Um, all I know about B.O.B. is that he was one of the first to be outspoken on Flat Earth. Yeah, as far as like celebrity status goes. Yeah, so he came out with these mixtapes and the Earth one, all of them are like abbreviated. So Earth, his Earth mixtape, it has a flat Earth with a dome on it as the art. And the the acronym is for Earth is Educational Avatar Reality Training Habitat Earth. So that's kind of like that, that. what you just said reminds me of that. We're kind of all going through these tests and some of us actually gain from it. Some of us go through our whole life never getting anything from it at all or learning one thing. Well, here's the thing about that. that, those, that doesn't, that's not true because you don't know, <laughs> right? So you, again, you will only ever have your perspective. So you having this conversation right now goes into your annals. You knowing about B.O.B. is something that you can base something on. You knowing that people never grow and never experience it is something that you know. But you'll, you'll never be them, right? You helping somebody wake up isn't meant for them. It's meant for you to experience you helping somebody wake up. One of the things that I struggled with the most was uh, the video game reality. Am I alone playing this game? Um, like Grand Theft Auto, for example. Am I playing Grand Theft Auto just on my console? And I'm and if if you know all the interactions I have with people are just video game characters, or am I playing in an online sandbox? So for the longest time I couldn't figure out if I was alone here and everybody else was just a, a sim. Um 
And then I'm like, no, it can't be that. They, these, they must be, everybody must be real people. And I'm being ultra candid here, by the way, to all of you who are still with us two and a half hours into it. Um, I'm being ultra candid here. Uh, and that, and that's true. I didn't know. I, at one point I didn't know. And then you think to yourself, am I going crazy? But to go crazy, you have to have been sane in the first place. And you have to think about all the stuff and everything that you think about is there are so many outcomes and so many possibilities to what's true, what's not true. So, and then I said, no, no, the, the, the people have to be real. So it, it's a bunch of us in a sandbox. And then I said, that doesn't make sense because there are some people that just won't do anything. Right. And then you think to yourself, well, those people, you know, who knows what, what they chose to do or be when, before they got here, maybe they're, maybe they are playing their game. Maybe that's, that's their game. Have you ever heard of non, non-player characters? I think it's called, you ever heard of that term? Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but it sounds like it's, it's going where I was going to end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, basically the non-player, well, there's this whole thing with, you know, artificial intelligence and transhumanism and stuff. And basically yeah. some of the things that are taking place now is where basically you called it a meat suit earlier. Some yeah. of these meat suits are being filled with these artificial consciousness, like, people that aren't really real they're non-players but they're here to serve some sort of purpose in the game to cause people to perceive things a certain way and some people just have like the idea like when you see um have you ever seen brian gumbel i think he was on he was on the news like glitching out like staring at the camera and he couldn't like talk not not brian gumbel it was the fat guy that got skinny yeah the black dude um not Brian Gumble, but something. Yeah. I thought it, they kind of, I don't know. Uh, Rourke? yeah. Rourke? Can't think of his name, but either way there, if you look up like, and you Somebody, can actually find somebody's listening right now, yelling at their screen, right? <laughs> they're yelling the yeah, name right what now. They're is listening that dude's to name? Yeah. There's all these, there's like a compilation of all these different celebrities and news anchors that are it just like happened yesterday. Of, it just happened yesterday. Um, Kobe Bryant, not Kobe Bryant. Jesus. I just think I just glitched out. Um, uh, LeBron James is in the middle of a game and he just, he's just walking down the court with the ball. No, no ref called him or nothing. Just a straight travel. He's walking, and the guy's like, what the fuck? Look at, he's walking with the ball. Uh, that was funny as hell. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, the glitching, the glitch outs, um, those, those are true. And that, and that kind of, that was the, that was the reality that I came to. I, I figured we are in a sandbox or we are in something. And I love that earth thing that, that uh, BOB said. Because I, I honestly believe that there are people that are here to impact you. There are people that are traveling with you in this game. Um, and there are, there are computer players. There are, there are people that look like, and we've all interacted with them. You've interacted with these people that there aren't, like you've, you've talked to them. They aren't there. They aren't there. You're having a conversation with a body, with somebody that's not there. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that that's that that was the conclusion that I came to. Some people are real, <laughs> some people aren't, right? But every single one of them exists for our, for the purpose of our experience. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the uh, you're, you're looking him up, aren't you? <laughs> I can't even find him. He's not popping up. He's uh, God. Uh, Is his name Brian? I thought it was Brian, but I guess not. He was, a, he, was a, he was a fat weather guy at one point. Then he was a skinny news anchor guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there. I think this is him. Let's see. 
yeah but whatever yeah i mean there's there's so much going on and it, and it seems like one of the ultimate goals with all this is to is to push us towards this transhumanism stuff maybe not us but even the bible talks about how like people are gonna wish they could die but they can't and it seems like uh, you're talking about creators creating things and it seems like we're on the path to creating something that may or may not destroy us, but whatever it is with this artificial intelligence and it's just not going to be a good thing. But here, grab onto this. There is no us, right? There's only you. And this is your experience, right? So this is, this is the reality in which you're creating. So us are just the masses. Us are just the stock tick going up. That is us are just a predictable group of people, but you, the individual, you specifically, you, this is your journey. So in our lifetime, you know, there isn't going to be something that cr like that crushes us every, even if, even if humanity goes away, you are still going to be probably the leader of a faction of people that are surviving. And that then just becomes your reality. And that just is the way it is. And that's your experience. John Connor style. <laughs> exactly. Why not? They put me in a bunker. <laughs> we were talking about that. I mean, man, we grew up, but guys like us, we grew up with, we grew up with Rambo, man. We grew up with, with Terminator. We grew up with cool guys doing crazy shit. Right. And okay. So let's talk about war, for example. I mean, war is such a fucking joke. You and I live in separate countries, right? So, I'm supposed to pick up a gun and shoot you because we, we, because we were born in uh, different countries on a different, on a different side of the imaginary line. Right. Because I believe in my country so much that I'm going to go kill somebody. War doesn't work if people don't shoot. Right. War only yeah. works on the weak. War only war, war is pathetic. War is vibrational lowering. War is irrelevant. The whole world's a stage. Everybody's in it. Everybody, all the world leaders are in it together. Right? So war isn't real people. Guys like you and me dodge the war. We don't go to war. You know, we educate. We do our best to, to step up. People go to war. I have firm respect for a collective of people that are willing to go to war. You people are necessary. I did it again. You people, you war people are necessary. <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's an entity there. Every single person is a, is a reality. But if every single one of the soldiers put the guns down and said, I don't know why we're fighting, right? Propaganda says, if we look at, if we look at the television right now, propaganda says those guys in Afghanistan are, they're, look at them, they're out to get us, right? I don't know if you're aware of this, but like, I don't know if you are globally aware that America is the bad guy. You guys are going around invading all kinds of countries uh, and just taking whatever you want. <laughs> Yet your media is like, look, they're going to fucking attack us. We have to go there first and give them liberty and shit. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely spearheading the, uh, all the crap that that's yeah. happening. America is just raping other countries under the guise of protecting its citizens. Like you're in a, a, the American soldiers are walking into countries and shooting people. You're like, fuck you, you know? And then like, what, why we're all supporting the war. Cause it's like fucking bin Laden took down the world trade center. You know, <laughs> sure. He did. Yeah. It's crazy. I look at America. Like we're the, we're the biggest experiment going on on the earth where, you know, 
basically most countries like have to label their GMO foods. Most countries are doing this, doing that. America is just a free for all. Everything's going down and it's all the worst of everything when it comes to, you know, the, the, the illusion of freedom. And then also getting, you know, just having people die of all sorts of different things, having diseases, being way too overweight, believing in nonsense. So, I mean, I even got, I get a lot of comments on my channel in my videos, like for my flat earth videos, oh, you stupid Americans or dang, America is so uneducated or this, that, and the other. They just, you know, they don't understand. I mean, they're, they're not wrong, but obviously they're just, they're comparing these things to this, to the flat earth, which is, they just haven't looked into it. So they're still ignorant, but yeah, I mean, we're looked at by every single country on this earth as just, yeah, rapists, pillagers, killers, murderers, all sorts of messed up stuff. And it's, it's absolutely true, but it's, it's, it's happening by design. And well, the main thing, the, the one of the, one of the ironies, it definitely happening by design, but one of the ironies is you've got like third world or not necessarily third world countries, but you've got like, you know, countries that are like America's out invading other people and they don't even have healthcare. Like you, you guys don't, you, it fucking, you, if you go to the hospital, it costs you money. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. It's shame. It's shameful to live here sometimes. If you have Hollywood, that's nice. Hollywood's burning. Hollywood's burning in so many more ways than one. Like, like uh, you're familiar with the Holly, Hollywood. The, the wand. Yeah. yeah how yeah. they make the wood. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but like the, the messenger is Hollywood. Hollywood is the spellcaster. Correct. And, but they're like, they've turned on each other. So I don't know if it's a changing of the guard. If it's, here's the thing. Hollywood has, what people don't understand is Hollywood has been in existence for what, like roughly since 1945, right? So we have a bunch of actors that were old at the time that died. We have a bunch of actors that were young that came up. We have a bunch of actors that were Disney that came up, the brainwash crew. And um, these people that can't stay acting, right? We're at a cusp right now where um, the newscasters were uh, getting too stale. The newscasters were getting too comfortable. People weren't believing certain newscasters that had become predominant. And then, uh, you know, I'll probably get a lot of flack for this, but a lot of the Me Too movement was to wipe out the newscasters. In other words, the face of the people that gave you the news to sort of re-, re- reintroduce a new face a changing of the guard it was a, it was a mass exodus how do we get rid of everybody all at once we invent a scandal how do we keep the scandal under wraps we kill off anyone that's willing to talk about it um anthony bourdain poor fella people don't get that right because it's too much of a too much of an illusion i think they couldn't they couldn't possibly bury this right but they're the ones that are in control of it hollywood casting the spell so hollywood's burning right? We're, we're at a time right now where there's a changing of guard. There is maybe the new crop isn't ready. Maybe the new crop of, of people that are going to be on the TV aren't ready. Maybe people aren't watching TV. Maybe, maybe Hollywood is an unnecessary trait when it comes to brainwashing because people really aren't paying too much attention to Hollywood movies. I mean, fuck, look what happened to, uh, look at De Niro. De Niro's got opinions now and like his career is like, he's a joke. Right, because all he does is run his mouth politically about vaccines and stuff too, huh? Yeah, and it's like, you know, 
the, the lines have been so blurred between Hollywood and political that it's almost obvious that it's all a show. So there's this like Hollywood's burning. And another thing too, when I talk about factions, we have, we have the, 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 the president Trump led faction of, of the, whatever group, the leaders up there. I mean, there's, I I've counted probably about at least three. So there's the queen and her flock of whatever. Then there's like Trump and his team. And then there's uh, whoever Hillary represented. And Hillary and Obama represented something with an agenda. And whatever agenda they were on, um, you'll remember. So the, the plan was to sink Los Angeles. You'll probably remember back in the day, they were brainwashing us to high hell about the San Andreas fault line falling off. And, and it, we're long overdue for the earthquake. The big one's coming. The big one's coming. And then they just dropped that narrative entirely. And they went with something else and it was Trump. But the, I also am familiar with the fact that they were, they were, there was the, the financial crash of 2008 was a test to, to fully crash out um, all the markets because people have this huge thing. Like there's a ton of people right now that have money, which means they have the ability to think for themselves and they're not necessarily slaves, but there's also the ability to flick a switch. And when that switch is flicked, everyone's money is gone because money is no longer pieces of paper. It's numbers on a screen. So there's this testing in the marketplace going on right now of, you know, what can Trump do? What can this do? Not what can Trump do? Cause Trump is nothing other than a puppet. The whole QAnon phase was absolutely hilarious to me watching these people like fucking bow down to QAnon. Anyway, yeah. Uh, total sigh up yeah exactly it was great to watch for a while and then people are just like wait a minute fuck nah i'm out but uh it's uh it's interesting though it's interesting to me the uh the the financial one that's coming so there's going to be a huge boom i mean if you've got a couple bucks man throw it in crypto because that's going to be the next boom that you can be able you'll be able to cash out pull out and have tangible paper i don't know what that's going to equate to but if anybody needs to have some money in the next 10 years throw a couple grand in a Bitcoin and just fucking ride it out. I don't think, you know, I think in our lifetime and in our reality, that's, that's the next shift because they're, they're burning down. Hollywood's burning. They're, they're DEWing Hollywood as well. Um, they're burning off. What was it? They're, they're trying to put the LRT in. And so like the natural fires have like run up the LRT line that they want to put in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The train. Yeah. <laughs> So what a coinkadink. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't know who I was talking to, but they were saying it was the smart monitors that were burning the houses down the smart monitors, not the DEWs. They were interfering or there's, there was a signal going through the smart monitors. That's how the houses burned down while the mm -hmm. tiny trees in the front yard didn't even get singed. So I'm pretty sure that's part of it, but I mean, there's, you know, it's multi pronged. There's the do's there's the smart meters. There's all sorts of different things that they're utilizing. Sometimes people just want to, you know, look at one and say that's the only thing that's happening. But there's there's a lot of video footage actually with some, you know, some pretty good uh, footage of the of some lasers just coming out of the sky and straight up hitting the ground. It's crazy. And there's a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s that have this kind of 
Um, I guess it would be conditioning and predictive programming of this kind of weapon. <laughs> Speaking of movies, have you done, and I don't know, I don't know if you have the, uh, they live. Have you done a spot on that or a video on that one yet? Yeah. I think I got a 14, 15 minute video on that. Yeah. I figured you would have, because that one is, I mean, if you look at, if you look at uh, John Carpenter's work, he told, he told people what was going on. His horror movies were truths. He was telling people what was happening, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it's nuts. It's it's, uh, I have a series called Based on a True Story where I take a movie and then after the title of the movie, it's called Based on a True Story. And then people go, what? Based on a True Story? So I take something like They Live and I just talk about all the things that it's like totally dead on accurate. And then not to mention there's all these little tidbits of information that people are unaware of. Like that movie was number one in the theaters for two weeks and it would have continued on for possibly months but they actually, they, they canned it. They put it into it. So it couldn't be, it wasn't going to, you know, keep being that popular at that time when it was in the cinemas. And there's actually, there's like footage when you get the DVD or the, the Blu-ray or something, they have bonus features. They used to have the bonus features of the, I don't know the black guy's name in that movie. I forget, but he was actually just talking off the cuff saying how, um, saying that very thing like this movie was pulled from the theaters after being number one for two weeks and it would have continued on but they basically put an into it because too much truth was getting out through that you know that work of fiction <laughs> it's crazy they they there's i guess there's that uh that old uh, they have to tell you like it's part it's almost like it's part of the contract they have to tell you blood off the master's hands yeah yeah something like that so, I mean, I, it's kind of funny to think about, like, that movie was, just as a movie, just as, as far as movies go, it was so cheesy. It would have been funny to be, like, living in a time where that's, you know, the number one movie. But, man, do I love those 80s movies. I actually just picked up um, the 1984. I've read the book, but I've never seen the movie. So, I'm interested to see how they translated it, how they put it on film. Yeah, pretty good. I got that one. I like it. I will be looking into it. I am, uh, it's, uh, we're, we're running it to about two fifty now. It is two o'clock in the morning here. Uh, I am going to, uh, we should probably wrap this up soon. Um, I have to have you back on the show. We got to do this again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I'm having a blast right on. I love it. I love it. Um, shit. We can pick it up tomorrow, but, um, so where can, I mean, your links are going to be in here. Uh, I'm even going to link back to the the story of uh, the, this is the big story was of uh, you, you've read an interview outwitting the devil. Have you read outwitting the devil? Dale Carnegie. Um, I, that title sounds familiar. I thought it was a different person, but uh, I have an audio book called outwitting the devil by someone else. I think it's Dale Carnegie. Let me look up mine. I, I, I could pull it right up. It's in this little folder. Um, let me see. Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Napoleon Hill. That's the one I have, yes. Okay, so Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie both <coughs> worked at the same time, and they, were, they, they gave out the same message, and they probably even worked together. Uh, so Napoleon Hill. Okay, so Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill. You've read this book, right? 
I've listened to the audiobook. Audiobook, yeah. Okay. So I my audiobook collection is massive. Um, and it's all um, phenomenal stuff, spiritual stuff, self-help, motivational, all kinds of connecting with yourself. And, and it's just massive. So if you need a book, let me know. I've got all kinds of great ideas. Um, but this one, Outwitting the Devil, this is, this is an interview that took place with one of them. And he talks about how uh, I need to, you know, I need to make things clear. I'm going to give you all the answers you want. There are certain things I don't want you to ask. And, and it was written in such a way to those that haven't read this book. It was written in such a way that it sounds like he's interviewing somebody. It sounds like he's interviewing the devil. Um, but it sounds, you know, it, it, you, what you would assume that it was written, that it was written by him and he's just making this stuff up. He is not. This is an actual interview with one of them, with one of the elites, with one of the, the higher ups. And in the link description, I'm going to give you a second, a second interview, both ultimately fascinating. Um, these interviews are truths being shared directly with you. Now people can say, I don't want to believe this. I do want to believe this. I don't want to believe this. It doesn't matter. They're truths. They're truths that you can do what you want with, but will add such amazing flair to, uh, to, uh, to you moving forward, to the information that you have moving forward. Um, what was I doing over here? Matt, what I want to send them to you. Where, where can, where can they find you? You know, where, where are you doing the majority of your work right now? I know you said you're, you, you've taken a bit of a hiatus and you're coming back in, but do you want them to go anywhere? Do you want anybody to, where do you want to be found right now? Okay. So first and foremost, uh, I've always been, you know, doing the YouTube thing and it seems like that's coming to an end for free thinkers and truth seekers. So come December 10th, a few days from now, they are going to start clamping down on channels like mine based on some new wording that they put in their terms of service saying that if your channel is not commercially viable, then they are able to delete it if they want to. So it's possible that me and many other channels like mine will be terminated very soon. Um, I'm going to continue making videos and I'm going to put them out on D D tube. There's, there's little, um, I guess I had a decentralized, video places like DTube, BitChute. Um, there's a place that I really like called TrueTube, which is T-R-U-U tube, TrueTube, where a truth seeker in our community took it upon himself. He's really good at making websites. He made one that looks pretty similar to YouTube and just it's never going to be censored. So I'm going to continue basically tracking down any and every video service available out there that's not YouTube, and I'm going to upload everything I make on every single one of them. So if you would just look for Odd TV or ODD TV on those. Right now my channel is called Odd Reality on YouTube because I got terminated in 2016, and I came back thinking I should have a different name, but I'm going to always be ODD TV. And so if you look on any platform for that name, you'll probably be able to find me. If you can't find it on one, check another. I'll be all over the place. 
And if you still can't find them, ask me. I'll send you links. What does ODD, what is that for? That's pretty funny. My rap name was Overdose growing up. So OD, that was just it. Uh, One time I was threatened to be sued by another rapper who copyrighted his name, Overdose. So I tacked on Denver because that's where I spent the majority of my time rapping, Denver, Colorado. I just tacked on Denver and it became Overdose Denver. That was my rap name for the past uh, 10 years. But the first 10 years of my of me making music, I was just simply overdose. So um, I made music all the way, I still make music, but I made music all the way up until the end of 2014 when I decided to make a channel on YouTube. And I said, I'm going to call my channel Overdose Denver Television, basically. So ODD TV. And then I actually legally changed my rap name to ODD TV. So now, like when you look it up on Spotify or any music, platform that puts out music uh, in a professional manner i've gotten my music onto these platforms and it's o.d.d tv and so there's a little bit of history there but yeah now it's just i'm just gonna go by that from now on no i like that a lot um just i mean it's odd like your your topics are odd and odd tv i like the backstory to it because it's multifaceted i quite like that it worked out yeah i like it too it's the woman that you have doing your voiceover work. Is that a friend of yours uh, when she, when she's announcing ODD TV or is that somebody that you just found and paid to do? It? Yeah. The, the British girl. Yeah. That's a friend of mine, but I do, I do. Uh, I find myself very resourceful and there's websites like fiverr.com where you can go pay voice actors to do stuff for you, mm-hmm. or you can pay them to make video intros, which I, I make those myself, but there, there's just so many things you could source out to other people. Like I did my album artwork. I paid a guy 50 bucks to make my album covers, um, stuff like that. So I, I find myself wanting to make my videos, uh, you know, more of a better presentation. So anytime I think of anything that I could reach out to someone else who can do something that I can't, I'll go to fiverr.com. It's a wonderful website. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, you just promoted the hell out of that. It's a shame we don't have a, a kickback link for you. So you, you get your bonus points on that one. Um, but yeah, I use Fiverr as well. Fiverr is great. I mean, there's so many things like you said that you can do, you know, and we sort of all get wrapped up in, you know, trying to do everything, but man, do what you're great at and outsource the rest hundred percent. Totally. So I am, uh, I'm going to put a bunch of links up in here and I have a bit of work left uh, to do. So what's going to happen is most of my uh, listeners are going to wake up to one hell of a podcast because I'm probably going to get this up tonight. More than likely, if not, it's going up first thing in the morning. But man, I had a lot of fun with you uh, and talking and shooting the shit. And I think the next time we, we, we get into it, we should probably have maybe like a couple of topics that we really hammer down for, for uh, an hour or something like that. And, you know, we really go, but this honestly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, my first time actually talking with him was three minutes before we went live on this sucker. So we, uh, I think we hit it off. I, I think that there was a little bit of chemistry there. I think oh, fuck, I had a good time. I had a laugh. Me too. I think it was great. And I'd love to come back on in sometime in the near future for sure. Perfect brother. Perfect. I will, uh, we'll definitely have you back then. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, This has been probably the longest podcast episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance. Um, And again, as we always do, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. 
Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.